0: off that dirt road baby and get on that super highway.
1: Okay, why did we play that? Cuz Fez was stuck in 1993 today. So you you're, you're going to say what do you mean by that? Just listen. His picks were you know strong, good insight. But he was given—it was almost like you were a scorephone today, Fez. You know how like the scorephones would give all the scores and then tomorrow's line? We'll be
2: back 10 minutes with your next scoreboard update. In the it, middle of the third quarter, the Bengals lead the Steelers 17-14. Well, that was all
1: good except for the score. That, that, that didn't happen very <laughs> right. much. But Exactly. You gave out, let's just say, some stuff that a lot of people wonder why you would give it out. Like the, the record, the preseason record of teams— yeah,
2: but again, I'm making it easy for them. It's all about the customers. Anything I can do to help our customers.
1: No, I think giving them stuff that's readily available. Some would say they'd rather you give them stuff that's not readily available. Uh, well, that's certainly true. Like imagine if you started a new podcast, in which you read the New York Stock Exchange closing prices. That
2: could be kind of dry.
1: <laughs> I mean, just imagine everyone you just write down and say, "I'm giving them the info,
2: yeah, I don't know. Baseball, like the Pythagorean Theorem, people could look that up like on wins and stuff, but people
1: you know. well, stop and giving them info they don't want. Let's give them some info they do want. And by the way, we don't make we only make fun of people that we th- here's the thing. If we make fun of people like we're trying to run them off like I have before, that's different. It has a bite to it. In this case, it's good-natured with Fez because we know how good he is giving us good info. And how do we know that? He won two F and super contests, the only guy ever. But why do we mention that again? Because we have the pregame, like the super contest contest for 2023. Now, what is that? It's real simple. You enter for free. So right off, the cost is like zero. like that. Is zero. And what do you do? You pick five picks a week. But it's slightly different. I think it's better, some would say. You can bet any point, or you can make these picks any point during the week, and you don't got to make them all at once. So you can play the Thursday game you can right play before Thursday. it starts? And and the line is whatever the line is at the time. So mm. it's more, the reason these contests don't do that is it's it's hard for them technologically to let you come in and bet at different times, or right. make picks at different times, this is a way where you—it's more of a replica of if you're a batter. But the beauty of it is, you get five picks a week, just like the super contest. So you can compare your numbers to the results of the the big boys playing whatever. And here's the beautiful thing on the prize. Now, historically, what we've done is we've said, hey, it's fifteen hundred to enter the actual super contest. So we'll give the people a choice: you either get fifteen hundred in cash. Or an entry in the next year super contest in which we then give you a free proxy as a bonus because you're gambling it you're taking a chance. Well, this year the super contest is down to thousand, but we're not going to let that stop us. We're staying at fifteen hundred. So now your choice will be five hundred bucks cash plus an entry in the next year's super contest, and this is if you win this thing plus a free proxy or 1500 in cash, no free proxy. Now, there's a bunch of other kind of if you go 5-0, and o, you get this, you get that. I'm not going to spend the time to go through all those details. But it's up at the site. You go to pregame.com. You hit into the contest tab, and it's going to be the most prominent first contest. And it's there to enter for free. Now, don't try to enter more than once. We've got the IP tracking and all that. Last thing you want to do is like have one of your three entries win, and then we go back and audit, and then you get eliminated. (laughs) All right, one entry per person. It's free, fifteen hundred. However, you want it, Feds. What do you think? You see it? I see
2: see it. Yes. We've
1: already got like hundreds of people involved, and just put it up. One hundred seventy-one
2: have joined. Just put it up.
1: So this is. Let's just say this. It's a free roll that also lets you feel like you're in the big contest. And you know what? If you win, you can be in the big contest. It's beautiful. And there's no catch. There's no you got to do this, you got to do that. All you got to do is go sign up. All right, that's pregame.com. Contest, then the super contest. I could keep talking, but why? Fez does enough of it coming up. Let's listen. Aftermath of week one preseason. Yes, yes, it's true. Episode of the Dream Preview. Full House, AJ Hoffman. He's an underdog to beating me and Fez this year, but he did last year. You know how people say, huh, how could that team be favored? They just lost to that team. We'll see. Steve Fazik, who somehow, some way was so giddy from the attention he got last week. He's, still, he's under the weather. It's, there's like, it's almost like you got you know how someone gets married, they go on a honeymoon, and maybe they're, they come back and they're a little tired for a couple days? Sure. That event was like your honeymoon in a way. You were so happy that people were noticing who you were. Oh, that's Steve Fezzik. I can tell by his hair. I, you just love that.
2: Talky-talky with, like, all the, the luminaries of
1: sports betting. But, yes. see, that's the interesting thing is you would think – that your main goal would be, hey, how can I, you know, find some partnerships? Maybe a guy to get off here and whatever here. Who knows? But no, it was that you liked the attention. You loved the attention. Hey,
2: I got to meet Billy Walters. I'm a happy man.
1: You, lo- did, n- n- How did that? I didn't hear about that. How'd y- that go down?
2: Yeah. yeah. He, well, there was a, a spanky interviewed Billy Walters for about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, it was a little meet and greet. And people came up and, and shook his hand said, I, and I was one of them. I did don't you know.
1: Tell, did you tell him, like, how you... Did the same thing with Coach K.
2: It it felt the same way because I don't think he knew who he was. So
1: yes. So and and so how did walking up you were hoping he would know?
2: Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So um, how did you how did you present it in a way that maximized the chance of him it, it. Jogging his memory. no nah, I, I didn't. I just said. So oh did you say your name?
2: I just said, "Steve." It's very nice to meet you. So yeah.
1: you said you introduced yourself as Steve. Yes. How would he know who you are? You think? Well, I had my name. Face? I had
2: my name tag. Yeah.
1: And and the name tag said Fezik on it.
2: No, it had my real name. All
1: right. Name. So. All right, okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. in and, and really, obviously, if you wanted that conversation, you could have said, "Hey, I worked for a couple years at Dave Malinsky." who worked with Billy, I'm yeah. Isaac, he's going to go, oh, yeah, I know you. I state. was so
2: groggy by then. It was, there was, like, 20 people so stacked to talk it's to two, him.
1: It's Tuesday now, Tuesday night, and last week it was, what day was this? Like, this was what? Friday. This was Friday.
2: Right. We did the pod right after.
1: Yeah. So this... Okay. So you were... Re- so last week, it was like you went like two days down there, and then you were already groggy?
2: Well, I went down there like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. So so
1: the thing was, you were just looking for people. You just were saying, give me attention, please. People asked for my autograph, asked to talk to... Like no autog- no autograph. But you were just... No. Let's be honest. Be honest with the audience. You really were desiring... Attention. If you were was be a incogn-
2: I wasn't shirking when, when
1: for the for a couple guys. of day, hey, can I get a photo a like, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> It almost feels like the wrestling. Yeah. You ever see like in the wrestler where the uh, the movie where they have someone uh, or, or you know the main character is there and they're signing autographs and stuff, but there's like maybe 14 people in like an old high school gym, yeah. you know, it's Saturday morning at like 9:30, and they got like uh, bologna sandwiches out. That have... <sighs> now officially, let's say it's Steve Fazic. RJ, how are you? Two-time Super Contest champion. Worthy of a pass to me to any sports betting conference, in my opinion, if I was deciding. We got Scott Seidenberg. We got Mackenzie Rivers behind the glass. All right, let's get to it. We got a lot of... Not preseason talk per se, but preseason, how it mean, what it means for the regular season. Is there betting this week, what happened last week, etc.? And we each have a best bet across the board. Mine's week one NFL. All right. Week one preseason, week zero was the Hall of Fame week. How did the line moves do? So, McKenzie, we had how many line moves last week that we identified right here on the show?
3: And how did they do? We had four-line moves, and the team that got bet on went 1-3 ATS. All right, so the moves were 1-3. So,
1: Fez, we were speculating, hey, maybe these moves are coming from sources that maybe haven't earned the right to be moving the market so significantly. And so far, so just to go over it, Green Bay, uh, Cleveland, Denver, Carolina, were the identified moves and Green Bay covered, and Cleveland, Denver, Carolina did not. Yeah. So, Green
2: Bay clear-cut right-side winner against the Bengals, but um, not so good. Cleveland struggled from the the get-go, was down uh, by margin against Washington the whole game, Um, made it close at the end. Really, was never close, though, as far as getting getting the win. Um, Carolina they, they were the dog. They opened the dog. They went up to minus three and a half. They lost 27 to nothing, or zero to 27, as I sometimes like <laughs> to say. That's not good as the, as the favorite, so completely wrong. And then Denver is the one interesting one where Denver just completely won the st- statistically, um, even though Russell Wilson didn't look that good. And they were up seven at the end of the game, and uh, they could have run out the clock and kicked a field goal. But they wanted to cover, so they scored a touchdown, but they left a minute on the clock, and Arizona got them on the back door, got, got the octopus, the eight-pointer, at the very end of the game.
1: All right, so let's talk about this. So you're saying it's your belief that Denver, the way they played the end of that game, was driven by a desire to cover.
2: Well, it was curious, because you got the head coach, right, that, that calls out um, the previous coach saying, "Oh, one of the worst coaching decisions or, or jobs I've ever seen. So the scenario at the end of the game, there's a minute
1: and ten so left. We so we don't have to, like, play guess the coach, right? We're talking about Denver, Sean Payton. Sure. Made comments about the Jets, or, or you know, who's now uh, a, a last year's head coach. that's on the Jets now as OC. I So now you're going to say, but now Sean Payton doesn't know what he's doing, right? Well,
2: he did not. He's got the ball where he could just take three knees, kick a field goal, and basically win the game. And instead, they score on first down. So how seven. long would the
1: field goal have been?
2: Oh, chip shot. So they're on the four yard line. All right.
1: So how much time would have been left after Min- this? Minute fifteen. So there would have been a minute fifteen left, and they would have been up by three.
2: They could have no. There was a minute fifteen left when they scored, mm-hmm. and they went up seven.
1: So if they would have done your approach, what would have? I
2: think they, they could have com- run the clock down like twenty seconds, something because like those lines. I I, I don't. I could be. I could be wrong by twenty seconds. They could have run the clock down
3: substantially. I think there was two timeouts left. Yeah, they scored on first and goal with 90 seconds left in the game. And Arizona had two timeouts left.
1: Okay, so if we assume if they kneel and kneel, the timeouts take that, so there's no time, then the third kneel get, 45 gets them seconds. 45 seconds off. So there would have been, what, 45 seconds left at that point? At most. a minute 30? At most. And, some, and, and you get play
2: clock runs, so there's probably like 30 seconds left. Well, play. What do you mean, play clock? Is well, you got to run the two plays, so you can run some. Yeah, but kneeling, it's not going to take a second. Or, uh, you can uh, run four or five seconds. No, you, you can't. You cannot. Mahomes but, did it to me in the Super Bowl. Cost well, me a no, prop no, bet. No,
1: if you want to, if you want to roll someone out or whatever, but that's not what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, so but okay, 45 seconds. They would have been de-
2: <sighs> My I'm, My point is, you just go. You tell your running back, don't cross the goal line. Run the ball and stop on the one, and we can still try to score the touchdown on third down. But, but there's no reason to score in first down. You don't have to kneel. You just don't go. You just don't cross the goal I don't, I, But then, if you don't get, if you only,
4: have, if you end up having to settle for a field goal, then a, a touchdown beats you.
2: Yeah, it's
1: 35 seconds left. It's Arizona, mm. and you could score on third and goal. Well, if you're gonna run the ball three times, the theory is it's the same as kneeling. If you don't score, so. Maybe you kneel on first down and you kneel on second, then then go for it on third. Just do a line plunge. I think
4: quarterback sneak, fine, first down. Exactly. exactly. I think going down at the one and letting the clock keep run, or making them choose to take a timeout or not, and then I would on second down, I would just run the ball try try to score. Uh, I, I mean, I think. Well, then you were to burn a timeout. Burning a timeout and burning some seconds if, off the time. Y-
2: yeah, the bottom That's line is, if you score the touchdown and second down, now you've, you've knocked a timeout away from them. It certainly is helping your chances of, of victory. Yes. yes.
0: By the time you kick the football off, at most there's 45 seconds left, and they would have no timeouts and have to get into the field goal range. I just can't imagine just a tie,
2: just conceding two downs. If, if you bet Arizona on the money line, you were thrilled they scored on first down. There was no question in your mind
1: that helped you. See, I'm not sure about that. Now, you're better in game than me, so let us let me just kind of counterpunch on it. Scoring a touchdown is a lot harder than scoring a field goal, right? I mean, effectively, if you got a good kicker, you get to the 30, 40, so you get to the 35. So we're talking about 35 yards of difference, right? Yeah, I agree with you.
2: I would not kneel three times. I would have quarterback sneaked or counterplay up the middle and just matriculated towards the goal line and try not to score in first down.
1: You but know. how do you do that with, like, 22, you know? Run a quarterback a
2: sneak. A quarterback sneak's not going to score.
1: Mm. And what yard line did they snap from him first Four, time? the four. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can almost, I mean, again, imagine what quarterback you have in there. There's always the injury chances. If the yeah. preseason game doesn't matter, right. why, you know? Well, that's the
0: thing. In the, in the preseason, they want to run that play. Because they're working on goal line situations. That's a good point, too. And and this is why teams go for two a lot in the preseason also. because And they even tell the other coach, especially when they have joint practices during the week, they'll tell them, we're going to go for two when we score because we need to work on our two-point conversion plays. And, And so these things are talked about going into a preseason game. If this was a regular season game and Denver's trying to secure the win, maybe they play it that way, like Fez says. But in the preseason... They're taking every opportunity they can to get a play from the four-yard line.
2: But the point spread drama, Denver opened minus two and a half. They closed minus seven. And then that last touchdown got them to seven, where literally almost everyone who was betting Denver was was going to secure either a win or certainly a push. And then Arizona had enough time to get a touchdown back.
1: Yeah, but that that happens, right? I mean, I, I think there's too much Madden being played, or at least people remember their Madden days. And everyone thinks, oh, you, let's, let's – um, Let's do something sharp here. Let's do something creative here. Let's kneel. Let's not kneel. I don't, I don't see the best coaches doing that. Well, to be fair. I mean, like, I, don't, I, mean I don't see Belichick. Belichick thinks a lot of things through, but very rarely does he. And here's where I think you're a little off as generally is are you asking your guys to do something that's counter to a typical football play? Yeah, and it's right. bad for the future. For, uh, yeah. or, it's, or it's hard to do because it's so counter.
2: I, I, I agree with that. To be fair, I'm not, I'm not second-guessing this one. When it happened, I was like, why did they score? I, I, I said that that was a big mistake.
1: Now, but this seems like a close call,
2: right? It's a close call kneeling three times versus scoring. It's not a close call running a quarterback sneak and running clock. So
1: they got to get, get that special play that can't get four yards. And they, no matter what, every, every quarterback sneak gets one yard. It's like it, or two G, yards. Except for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So, um and then uh, Arizona comes back. We're not going to go through every game and, and t- say takeaways, but um this is a game we've dug into. Any takeaways on this game? Arizona got crushed. They looked terrible. The team.
2: The winning team. The the first half. They just got completely outplayed. I don't think Russell Wilson played well. Um, and Arizona, I test Arizona, just I watched the game. Arizona looked absolutely abysmal. You watched this game? I did. Yes.
1: What day was this?
2: It's all a blur, but this one was, uh, was Friday night.
1: Well, how could you oh, have wait, done wait. that? How could you been recovered from your whole week of socializing?
2: I, I passed on the Friday night dinner. I was so, I was oh, so like, I, like, I, like burned out.
1: <laughs> um, Mackenzie, pull up the the win-loss, win-probability deal there. Oh, that's good. Uh, And make it bigger, please. So this is fascinating. So it looks like... So with Fez saying Denver did a horrible thing here, they were up uh, (laughs) 94.8% when they were... Now, again, I I would say at the tails, these win-probability calculators are flawed. that They underestimate the chances of coming back. But still, even if it was... uh, so when, they, so when Arizona got the kickoff—now, this is interesting, actually. When it was first down four yards to go, what was the win percentage? 94.8%. 94.8. So it went what, down when they scored? I'm sorry. One second, please. 94.8. And then what was the win percentage when they got, received the kickoff? I'm going to give Fez a little break here because it was so fun, as we looked at this real quick now, is when they had the ball uh, with four yards to go first down— To the end, you know, goal to goal, as they say, goal to go, um, 94.8% chance of Denver winning. And then once they scored and kicked the ball off, and it was a touchback, so at the 25, so everything went as planned, 948 So exactly the same. Couldn't be a horrible decision, but your point would be, and I think correctly, these models, this is the ESPN model, they underestimate the chance of teams coming back because the modern passing game is a lot better than the history that they train this on. Spot on. And and look no
2: further exactly. than this game <laughs> where you got a team that's got a 5% chance to win. Oh, and they did win. Plus, yeah. so
1: that's probability. I mean, that doesn't tell you anything. Yeah, but it happens way too often. I
2: also think win
0: probability in the preseason, you got to take it with a grain of salt because in the regular season, I get it, they're going to go down the field. They might yeah. debate kicking the kicking the extra point and going to overtime versus going for two. In preseason, no one's going to overtime. They're always going for two.
2: And the reason we're spending so much time on this game is obviously it was uh, po- point spread, um, hijinks, you know, at the, with the very end, a lot of we're money. Hijinks. A lot A lot of money changing hands yeah, on yeah. the final play. Yeah.
1: All right. So the next team, uh, or, or as we look through these games, is there any more of the big line moves from last week that you got major takeaways from? Just that any of the low totals, so we had three totals. Right, so, so you want to talk to? I want to continue mm-hmm. going through the four games that we identified as the big line movers so Green Bay uh, did you get a chance to look at Jordan Love? I did not, although everything looked like spot on Green Bay
2: just played you know a stellar game. They actually, Cincinnati got a defensive touchdown and still got crushed
1: 36-19. Okay, and then Cleveland? Fourth, 437 yards Green Bay. Hmm uh, so Cleveland, any thoughts on that game? Um, just
2: the fact that from the get go, Washington the in the first half, you know, uh, took control of that game, and really they were up by double digits most of the second half. So it looks like a very close game, could have gone either way. Really, Cleveland never really had an opportunity to um, to win that game. It Was kind of a minor miracle they got one and two.
1: So open question here: uh, Deshaun Watson took some snaps, right? Yes, yes. And I mean, what was the what was the appearance? What did it look like? His drive was f- fairly good. Team drove down the field. I believe they failed in the red zone.
0: So he was three for three, but only for twelve yards. But the thing that you that you like to see is he ran the ball, and he had like a nine yard run. He three carries for twenty yards. But he was a ag- he was aggressive in running, mm. which is kind of interesting. to Which see.
1: in the preseason is surprising. Yeah. Now did you see the did you see the game? No, I no, watched. It?
0: I watched highlights. You, okay, because
1: I just wonder was it runs that it looked like, um. Was it something where it looked like he didn't have a choice, or did he choose to run? On one of
0: the plays, it was a a choice, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Um, Boy, I wonder, do we look at Deshaun Watson's over-under for his rush yards in the season? I mean, if he's running in the preseason, that says something. I think that's strong, right? I'm I'm not sure. Maybe McKenzie could look and see if
2: that's widely available, if they've got quarterback rush yards up for the season. I know it's the pass yards. I
1: think that, remember, we had the over on um, Josh Allen's yes. rush last
2: year, right? Yes, so, he did. You I, had the you had the over. I like yeah, that we go.
1: Wow, Watson had a seventy one point nine PFF grade in preseason week one uh, last year. He had seventy uh, was his best. All right, so he averaged fifty five last year. Now that was regular season. He had a, almost a seventy two this year, and that would be higher than any game he had last year. Seventy was the highest. Okay. Interesting, Uh, Mackenzie. We'll keep going, but if you can uh, look at Deshaun's rush yards, that might be interesting. Cool, cool. Um, Denver. We talked about Carolina. Now I'm going to tease ahead here. My week one best bet I'm giving out in a little bit is going to involve Carolina and Atlanta. So this is a good segue fez into I think the quarterbacks. You know, and let's look at two chunks of quarterbacks: the first rounders, the rookie first rounders, and the non first rounders. So, overall, you think pretty blowy, pretty uh, mid, I think, is what the kids say these days. <laughs> yeah, meh, M-E-H, yes. Um, um, they no, say, they say mid, mid. Oh, mid?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the old guys say Oh, meh.
3: Maybe the people down at the convention, that, that's yeah. what they're saying. Fun fact, meh, M-E-H was invented by Lisa Simpson. Well, there you go.
2: Oh, I did not know that. So, you get Bryce Young in the game we're talking about. Caroline, obviously, as a favorite, lose zero to 27 he was unimpressive now backup o-line um didn't protect him very well but certainly So he didn't
1: start he did start
2: the the
4: backup i uh, thought they they didn't have they had a a sort of a mesh together offensive line they they
1: well hold on a second they they started their number one draft choice that they traded the farm for Mm -hmm. yes and they didn't they thought hey couple starting linemen you rest this game yes yes that's pretty crazy, isn't it? And the Jets'
2: pass rush was all over
0: Just him.
1: ate
2: him up completely. Yeah.
1: So he really so the didn't... little 5'8 guy guys getting... He might be five now. He was uncomfortable. Now. Yes. But that doesn't make any... I mean, that's the whole premise why you don't play elite quarterbacks later into the game in these preseason is it's like you've got to have the starting O-line with them. I agree. <sighs> i I, I got to be honest with you. I don't want to give away the pick, but Frank Reich... Is not, let me think, Chevy Chase and Caddyshack, he said, you're not. you're you're not good, you're not good. <laughs> and I, I just don't think he's good. I don't. Everyone, everyone, all the the freaking jerky kind of like oh EPA. Everyone blah blah blah. Those types just love that he would go for a lot of fourth downs.
2: Bryce Young compared to Rodney Dangerfield,
1: and it's like the um, well Rodney Dangerfield's good. Yeah, it, it was it was the kid who was going for a scholarship when he was his caddy. Um, the uh, he goes world needs ditch. <laughs> and and he's right. He's right. I. Uh, is is a re- of all the movies of the seventies and early eighties, I think that holds up better. It holds up better than Animal House of the comedies.
4: Animal House still my favorite, but I agree with you that it's it,
1: Fast Times Original and High is probably right up there. I think you know, but that's not a pure comedy. But yeah. you're in my class. Seventies or eighties? I, I would say mid seventies to eighty five, like seventy five to eighty five. That's okay. the classic comic. When was Ferris Bueller? That's not, yeah, that's not in that list. Um, oh, you're crazy. No, I'm not saying it's not good. Oh, you're saying it's, it's too modern? Eh, eh, it's just, it's like a John Hughes movie. That's, you know, it's, it's more like Pretty in Pink than it is mm-hmm. but Animal House or Caddyshack. All right. It's a, it's a teeny movie, you know. It's, some people liked it. I don't know. I was not, I mean, the whole Bueller, Bueller I mean, like, so how many years could people be entertained by that? I think ben it's still Stun. great
3: today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you saw it? A year ago, it's on Netflix now. Okay, so you saw it a year ago, yeah. and it, you were just laughing, belly laughing. All right, all right. I know, I know a lot of people like it. I know, I know. AJ watched
0: it, started running through people's backyards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think the only time I've seen that was the day, like the night before either my junior or senior prom, however, but it was the same prom, but you could go as a junior or senior. Every, there was like three couples that got together to watch it and it ended up that throughout that weekend let's just say it didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to and maybe I just hold a little resentment against fairy, maybe there's something <laughs> about fair. it I'm just saying I don't know I mean it could be um, <laughs> I don't think Frank Reich though it, it does seem like like I'm hearing people and we, we talked about this recently are giving him a lot of credit for like oh he hired outside of his you know tight network it's a yeah, because the, the owner said you had to, mm. right? And they have, like, the most talented coaching staff ever assembled. This is like an all-star. You know, they got every head coach that doesn't have a job. Like, I mean, Mackenzie, pull up who's on this Carolina staff. It's, a, it's, it's really a who's mm. – I, mean, I don't know about who's who, but a very expensive staff. And I don't know, Frank Reich, if there's a lot of infighting. I don't know exactly what's going on here, um, but – all right, so what do we got here, McKenzie? Why don't you do this? Because some of these, um, it's going to be like special assistants, is what they're going to call them oftentimes. Or, but take a look through it and then give us, you know, your thoughts. Like, let's not do it in real time, though. Okay. Sure thing. Um, uh, you know what you might want to do, Carolina coaching staff, and then just put that in and, and read a story on it. Because someone who wrote a story is going to do a lot better with
0: yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. I got the guys that you're interested in. Uh, got you want uh, as Assistants. Yeah. A senior assistant, Jim Caldwell. All
1: right, so a guy a lot of people mm-hmm. think should be a head coach right now. Dom Capers. All right, so a former he former head coach for Carolina, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, he's on
0: staff. He's on staff as an assistant, yeah, mm-hmm. senior assistant. And then you got guys that have just been around. Uh, Josh McCown is a quarterback's coach.
1: <laughs> Which he's like an <laughs> a up-and-comer that's, yeah. that's already interviewing for head jobs.
0: Zeus Staley's coaching the running backs.
1: Uh, and wasn't he – he was with Detroit, right? And then yeah. – Yes. And -hmm. then he was a guy that they loved. He was on Hard Knocks last year, right? And they loved him. And now he and and he made a lateral
3: move, though, right? He's coaching running backs? Yeah, Yeah, I guess he gets the assistant head coach tag. Also, Parks Frazier was the OC for the Colts the second half of the season. Now he's the passing game coordinator there. So, I mean, they got depth. Mm -hmm. And to me, that could be positive
1: or it could be a lot of voices and not cohesion. You know, so I don't know. Like that Browns Hard Knocks, remember that? Yeah, that was a good so they were infighting you know over right, what was that, Hugh Jackson? Yeah, and Haley. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Haley when Big Ben didn't like Big Ben was a guy that enjoyed life. When Big <laughs> Ben didn't like Haley, it was probably a sign. He even all right, so um I'm down on Carolina, at least especially starting the year. I uh I just think last year there it was such a bad division, there was a thought, oh they can win the division. These are alert! There might be
2: more actionable stuff being down on Carolina early in the year. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. All
4: right, so any- uh, got a, I've got a stat on Reich. Uh, so Frank Reich, I looked up his his preseason ATS record. He is eight five and two. Mm-hmm. He's one three and one in week one, mm-hmm. and seven two and one in every other game. So he's like we're talking preseason, like yeah, generally, like he's he's laid an egg preseason week one, Mm -hmm. and then he's been pretty solid for the rest of the preseason. Yeah,
1: so the play I'm interested in is regular season, so but but it does speak to uh their performance in week one, though they took the money, right? But people didn't, you know, that didn't, yeah, yeah, they went from plus two and a half to minus three and a half, six point move. You know, I I, listen, if I had to choose if I was betting against Carolina, I would rather hear that number than the opposite. But Mm -hmm. I don't think there's enough sample that the the market wasn't stupid for going against that, I don't think. But it's a good number. It's interesting. Um, There's also an interest. You know, Mackenzie, do me a favor. Check out Frank Reich's um, week one, week two, week three of the regular season. Got it. They tend to start slow, I think, if I'm not – or Reich's teams do. Okay, so who else amongst the first-round quarterbacks – so let's go to Houston. Houston, yeah. C.J.
2: Stroud. Um, Houston looked good. C.J. Stroud, meh, not unimpressive for. Um, and well, I, you say uh,
1: mid or meh, meh, meh. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I don't have his exact um, stat line here, but he was not impressive. Two of four for two of
0: four, thirteen yards and an interception.
1: <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. What site would you have to go to for that stuff? I, I usually write them down. <laughs> I didn't
2: write
0: it down. I mean,
1: it, it, we want to recommend, Is where can you get that, Scott? You seem to get it quick.
2: ESPN is the first
0: ESPN, place. ESPN, okay.
1: You know, can they, pro Football reference. Yeah, yeah, NFL.com. USA Today. Yeah, dot com. Sure. Yeah. Sports, lots, lots of awesome. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. I just want to make sure
4: we're talking about the same thing. Yahoo. They employ Clucko the Chicken. And Thank look you. at that. They still have a box score. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So, what are we saying? What we were saying? Not great from Stroud. Eaton, bad. bad, bad, actively bad, actively bad. Okay.
0: The quarterback that was the most the eye opening in that game was Malik Cunningham, who was drafted by the Patriots. Uh, was was I think was he undrafted? Right, AJ. He was an undrafted free agent, and and. He looked great. He ran the ball a lot, and he's like one of this, like a new, like like an Anthony Richardson type running quarterback. He was at Louisville, and and uh, you know drew a lot of comparisons to Lamar Jackson. But five carries for thirty four yards and a touchdown. Bill Belichick might have found a little weapon here.
1: So now is this the guy that um, I think Bill Simmons was talking about? But there's been talk about saying how he wasn't even like they weren't sure he was going to be even used as a quarterback. Right, and mm-hmm. then and then because he's more of a gadget guy, but now off of this, apparently he was getting snaps, more snaps at quarterback, is what I heard in yeah. camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but how does that happen if you got Zappy there? I guess as a third, I guess yeah. most teams are gonna, almost all teams are gonna carry three because mm-hmm. of that new rule. I and
0: think. if you get this guy in the game at some point and, and you run, up, put run a package a third and for him, two? yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so remember and
4: Trace McSorley's their their other guy. So it was all, Zappy Cunningham and McSorley all played. Mac Jones didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're trying to decide between Cunningham and McSorley as far as who who adds more value to them.
1: Yeah. Now my sense is if if the guy's showing in other areas, that will get him the third. It seems because Belichick loves multiple, uh, you know, being able to be let's say do multiple things. Yeah. And if you can b- both be the third-string quarterback and be a gadget guy, I think that will help a lot. Um, okay, so Patriots didn't look good in general, but, you know,
4: I don't know. Sad a lot of guys. Like, it was
1: almost no first-team guy. Which, which seems to go against the Belichick approach, typically. He, yeah, Belichick's been pretty good in preseason. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Okay, so um, let's continue down the list here. So Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Richardson, uh, another subpar
2: rookie quarterback performance. 7-12, 67 yards, through an interception. Uh, not good. Good enough that they named him the starter, though. Officially, One. yes.
1: Well, then why, why even act like you're having a competition if he's going to have a crappy <laughs> yeah. game? And That's then a great point, that. yeah. I mean, but apparently they said he put on about t- uh, 12 to 15 pounds of muscle since last season, and it's making him slower. Like everyone that eyeballed the game that I heard said he wasn't, he didn't have that blazing speed that they expected. Now, the fact that he is maybe equal to the fastest players on the field or maybe a little slower than the D backs or the faster D backs, but he's 260 or whatever, that makes him a freak. But the question is, how do you take advantage of that freakiness is only by taking hits. So, like the catch 22 is he put on this muscle that makes him a little bit slower. Right, you just naturally sure. if you go from two forty-five to two fifty-five or whatever, and now the advantage is you can take hits in theory better. But hits aren't all about muscle. I mean, mm-hmm. Cam Newton had a lot of muscle on him, and he got the hell kicked out of him. Wouldn't it be better if his guy had lost ten pounds, was two thirty, faster than anyone on the field, and maybe he doesn't take hits as well? But maybe that hurts you to think you can't take hits because Big Ben was the toughest quarterback. Mm-hmm that's walked the earth this century. I don't know about Otto Graham and those <laughs> guys putting their teeth in in-between plays, but I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of football. Big Ben was the toughest quarterback of the 2000s on, and he got hurt so much eventually. He was missing games every year. because I don't care if you're Big Ben, 6'6", or in, in 270, or whatever he ended up being, 290, you, your knees take hits. Concussions.
3: Mm-hmm. It, you know, That's
2: why we feel Josh Allen is getting to the point where he's just got to stop running so much.
3: And he said as much. He reported he reported that, I'm not going to run as much. So this feels like a wrong decision to me. Well, he was asked Richardson about
0: why he put on the weight, and he said, I didn't. That's just my body, muscle mass growing. So he, he unintentionally gained 10 pounds.
3: Boy, that sounds— Or did he lose 10 pounds for the forty?
0: Yeah, oh. but, he play, you. but if... no, he played it. He played at 240 at Florida, yeah, and now he's 250.
3: Yeah, that's a, this... maybe he and Zion have been
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like it's all muscle, but still, <laughs> it's going to be interesting, right? Because it, it does. I mean, what's interesting is Fields is the first quarterback of any pedigree, an elite draft choice, who was running in between the tackles. Yes, even Lamar, who's a great runner. Uh, doesn't really often run in between the tackles by choice and um hurts I mean they got the the tush kush or whatever or the pushy cush or whatever it's called, but th- what's that called now the tush push the tush. Yeah. No, it's not a push it's, hmm. a, it's it's pushing the tush all right the tush push I think it's something else but camera I mean. in between the tackles <laughs> well, maybe, but what I'm saying is is it. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the point, right? Is is that's been ten years ago? Yeah, yeah. I just I thought you were saying he was the first uh, elite quarterback, like that draft. no been real in this modern tackles. era okay. of these right. six back attack, as uh, Lombardi calls it. The idea of that is, if you're running in between the tackles, is that sustainable? Okay. And what we saw from Cam is it wasn't. Yeah. And now, who's ever done it since? Fields is doing it, yeah. but we don't know if it's sustainable yet. What we know is he was hurt either to miss games or to be banged up enough where it was a question the last, what, four or five games of the year last year, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. Every, I mean, could you imagine him at 30? Now, I get the whole idea that you get better as a passer, but I don't know if he is getting better as a passer. I don't see that from field. But don't, aren't most guys who rely heavily on their legs, aren't most of those guys – Lesser by 30 than they were... At- yeah, but I think you're going to be lesser by a greater extent if you're taking hits in between the tackles. Yeah. Especially when the other the teams in your division, they're going to start making a point to say, let's hit him every time. Because the theory is you're hurting him for next game, in the next game. Because think of Lamar and the Steelers. They're playing him two times a year every year. If yeah. they can beat him up a little bit, they'd like to. I mean, within the rules, because Pittsburgh doesn't cheat. Well, we talk about the, the when we're watching quarterback. Um,
2: you know, the Raiders are playing Mahomes. Like, uh, do did division. we have
1: any upgrades or downgrades from the? No, from no, the nothing.
2: No, nothing has changed since <laughs> in the last four episodes. Right. Um, they basically just threw like when Mariota
4: like when he had his surgery they'd stop talking about him for the rest of the episode or rest of the series like the last two episodes are only Mahomes. Oh yeah, because he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He was busy. <laughs> we're going
1: to have him eating frozen custard. Yeah. I don't
4: know. I I just thought maybe they were going to follow all of them through the through the end of the season but they
0: It's late January and um, Mariota's still... sitting on his couch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> still hasn't moved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Fields missed five of the final six games in 2021. So That was, huh? Okay, that was his first. Okay, wow. And did not play in week 18, but he was hurt some other ones. All right, so this guy, even before he started running, he didn't start running until after the bye in the Patriots game. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, So, any other thoughts on the Colts? You know, I saw Minshew. I just saw very little. You of love this game. Minshew, yes. But but he, he ran his small hands. He,
2: he he ran an RPO, so he 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 took the ball the outside and ran. So I'm thinking, like if he if Minshew does get the start, I'm like, mm, they're putting a lot of stuff for for Richardson possibly to run. It looks like maybe they're going to have Minshew do more of that. So maybe a Minshew under for pass yards might be a possibility.
1: Well, in, uh, in a given game, you mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be hard to get pass passing
4: yard totals on the backup quarterback. Yeah, true.
1: Well, but he won't be the. Oh, okay. So you're what saying. What if
4: he does start? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they've announced He's, that Anthony yeah. Richardson's a starting quarterback. Yeah. yeah,
1: but what I'm saying, we're not talking for the season. We're talking for the next preseason game. Right? I'm no,
2: I'm talking whenever de- for the season, if when Richardson gets hurt from running and Minshew okay. has to start. Yes. So,
1: okay. So you're saying that the transition. Because cause here's the catch 22 usually you want a backup quarterback that can run a similar type of offense yes. as your starter. And the theory is we got a running quarterback versus a passing quarterback in Minshew.
0: Which, by the way, to speak to that point, if Lamar gets hurt, you now have to significantly downgrade the Ravens because the reason why Scoop Hundley, Snoop Hundley was their backup was because he ran the similar style offense to Lamar. And now if this offense is not a Greg Roman running quarterback read option style, style offense and it's a Todd Munkin passing offense, sure, Lamar might be able to adapt to it. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. not. But if he's out and Hundley has to start... You go from saying, Oh yeah, great backup Bowler? to not great backup.
1: No, that's a good point. That's a good point. And seventh and alternate. <laughs> your point is if it if there's an injury during the year and Minshew has to play that it might not be enough time The one week in between games look to go under with Minshew in that that game. Exactly,
2: especially if this is a temporary injury where Richardson's out a week or two, they're not going to totally change the Mm -hmm. offense, and they're just going to say Minshew, suck it up and run some of these (laughs) these RPOs. Going
4: back to the original thing when you scoffed at them naming Richardson the quarterback Mm -hmm. after a bad game, Minshew, 6 of 6 for 72 yards. Sam Ellinger, 8 of 9 for 72 yards. Richardson, 7 of 12, 67 and and an interception. And they say, Yep, that's the guy. You're
1: the starter. If you're yeah. those other quarterbacks, you're like, what are we doing here? What I mean, we- I'm fine with him being the starter, but I'm not sure why that game should trigger it. <laughs>
2: yeah. They're worried he might have Maybe to become a worse game. <laughs> they better name him starter
4: before it gets worse. But- and he said I was shocked that they said like I was shocked that when they said I'm gonna be the starter.
1: So, so here's the thing. Hand size, I made a joke about it. Let's, you know, I think a couple times a year I want to harken back to the hand size discussion not that long ago. We got a little audio on this. It's one of my favorites. The bigger the hands, the better, obviously. You're
2: talking about the difference between Russell Wilson at 10 and a half inches. I was
1: at Russell's pro day and I said, did you see his hands? They're ginormous. And Joe Burrow, with his tiny, minuscule
4: baby doll hands, turns out Joe Burrow needs to look for something else to do with
1: his life. Now, that didn't mm-hmm. go so well in it's hindsight. Not, it's not yeah. a, uh, <laughs> Now, that's amazingly from one segment on ESPN that I cut up. Tiny baby doll hands. I mean, but he's going, did you see his hair? <laughs> <laughs> <Chinese. laughs> so, so Faz, there's a chance Minshew's going to do just fine one day. But you know, let's be honest, he underperformed with Philly. Yes. There was all this, oh, he's so good, he might be as good, as you know. I don't know. I didn't see, like, when you were in love with him his rookie year, I ended up, like, the fourth game, he, I ended up catching, like, the end of the half or the end of the game, and he was trying to, th- like, throw a Hail Mary from the 40. I think he had a
2: really good game against Dallas, though. He when did. He was in. Yeah, we'll
1: from the 40-yard line, yeah. and it, it landed, like, on the 12. <laughs> I mean, it looked like he should, You ever see when a guy's throwing a ball when he's a kid and his hands aren't big enough to really throw a spiral? Yeah. It, looked like, it looked like he was
2: shot-putting, putting, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't—has his hands gotten any bigger?
2: I don't think so. All right.
1: Okay, so does that take care of all the first-round quarterbacks?
2: It does, but I did want to comment on Trey
1: Lance also. Okay, now first of all, listen, I like—I'm i I'm a sadist with a heart, I think it's fair to say. The sadist part is I like pain, mental pain, you know, like discussions and stuff. I don't want people to be hurt. Like, I didn't like it when you banged your head in the wall. It was funny, but I didn't like it but i think there comes a time you got to let someone's pain like say it's enough aj is the glass insured <laughs> it, it's it's enough and i think it's time that we give mckenzie the chance to tap out that 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 if he says now i have a statement he'd have to read but if he, it's just a variation of he was wrong all along and it makes him question his own judgment when he goes against me. Like it'll be a variation of that. It'll be about thirty seconds. If he reads that, we will let him in the Trey Lance discussion, and meaning he can check out of it. But if he wants to continue, that's his. You know, like in Rocky, when he stayed out, Rock, he continued. And you know what? He almost won.
3: Went the distance. He still lost. Mackenzie, do you want to tap out? And deprive the people of their favorite segment each week. <laughs> No. I, I feel like I'm being honest. Obviously, my opinion changes with each new data point. He didn't play well. Let's talk about it. Whatever. Okay. I have an observation. So no
1: one blame me. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> so, I, so I was at the game.
2: 40, 55% 49er fans. I, w- I wasn't surprised that they represented. I was surprised they were the majority. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, the tickets must have been cheap if you went. The I have a friend that gave it to me. Oh, that's yeah. exact. They weren't cheap. There was a full house. Yeah, <laughs> it was a full house. It was. Did most of these preseason I'm sure games it was, sell out. No, but this, but in, in Vegas, it does. Right. This was the most expensive preseason ticket.
1: All right, there you yeah. go, and you got it for free.
2: There you go. Um, thank you, Danny. <laughs> and the there was uh, Trey Lance's stats looked fine, but that's because he had a ricochet touchdown pass yeah, that should have been intercepted. Everyone yeah, knows that yeah. part. But but the
3: bottom line is the four Disagree. sacks. They, whoa, 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 so was so Kyle Shanahan. Wait. So you disagree. Yes, they said that. Trey Lance's problem is not pulling the trigger when somebody's open or half open. That's his problem. It happened all game. That's why he took four sacks. That was his favorite play, Kyle's favorite play of the whole game for any player, Trey Lance firing that ball. He said it wasn't perfectly thrown, but good things happen when you make the, when you take exactly that pass. Okay, so really what we're saying, no, no, he's making a point, but it's that? I'm, so, it? I'm,
1: so, I'm sorry. Do you hear me talking? Can I respond? It's a people's favorite part of the segment, me doing that. No, I promise you it's not. <laughs> All it, right, might, the mic. it might be a few it might be a few people in your feed that might like it. Sadist. <laughs> All right. So allowing me to respond to his first point before he makes his second point. He's got a point, but it actually goes against his general point. Is if he, it doesn't matter what Trey Lance does, if he throws the ball quick enough, it's an improvement. Him holding that ball, him second guessing himself is a disaster. For any, you can't hold the ball in the NFL anyway. But in, in the Shanahan system, it's a major problem because he is telling you there's one guy that's gonna be schemed open. And, and that's why Jimmy G has had three or four times a year it looked like he throws directly at a guy because Kyle got tricked rarely, but mm. he did. And, and, and Jimmy G doesn't even wait to see the guy. He's throwing to a spot on time, he's not even looking. So it looks ridiculous sometimes. So that's what Kyle demands is that kind of quick firing. The fact he didn't do it, as McKenzie admitted, the whole game pretty much, and the fact he did there is an improvement at that fundamental level. But how sad is it that the play that was his favorite play, the play he thought that was encouraging, was a play that PFF gave a turnover-worthy play? Which was a mistake. Okay, so now, now have you critiqued any of the other grades in preseason week no, one? No, but
3: it's a common thing I, I say all the time. Like, Just because a defender touched the ball doesn't mean it should have been an interception. Like 10% of the time, that's an interception. Class. But
1: do you think that PFF—I mean, in general, do you—because quite because we use turnover-worthy yeah, plays. Yeah, I'm
3: surprised they graded it that way because they're usually pretty good at, at saying, okay, well, it was in traffic, but it wasn't a turnover-worthy play.
1: Do you think maybe the fact that you clearly have a bias in this case might be the issue and or not the their mistake?
3: who have been very vocal about this and that, you know, decided to err on the caution of Trey Lance being worse versus better in that particular situation. So what have PFF situation.
1: been vocal about?
3: Do you think there's—wait a minute.
1: Is there talk on the no, deep— There's a there talk Is there talk on the deep message boards for the 49ers saying that there's a bias against Trey Lance? There's a clear at
3: schism in America, and especially the 49ers— fan base, and half the country apparently just really wants Trey Lance to be unsuccessful. PFF, I'd say, for the most part, is in that group. So PFF is in that group. What, what is the proof of that? Just listening, people. Just your there. observations. My observations, yeah.
2: Well, I had two observations from the game, and I didn't hear... This is a unique observation for me. I didn't hear this anywhere else. <coughs> there was one play, San Francisco wide receiver, he's open, he's deep, alright? He, the play's over, he just keeps running down the field. He goes from the 50 to the 40 to the 30. Like, you know, I was here, didn't throw it to me. Like, who, who was the quarterback? Trey Lance. Oh, okay. All right. So it was like he was like showing up his quarterback. Like, just, just, what are you doing? Why didn't you throw it to me? All right. They never covered that. I, um, second observation: Sam Darnold. Sam effing Darnold takes over in the third quarter. <gasps> the chemistry of the 49ers. Boom. Okay. They had half time to regroup. They did. They did not move the ball at all the first half, other than the ricochet touchdown drive.
3: And, and they the missed field goal, and, and they might missed field goal. And
2: they might miss missed field goal at the end of the half against preventing. So let's
3: see what this straight. Seven points for the 49ers with Trey Lance, zero points for Sam Donald, and that's the evidence that everyone's pointing to is why Sam let Darnold's me, good and Trey Lance is get, not.
2: Let me finish my, my my state. The body language they drove right down oh, the, the field. Body language, the it. body language. I was in the stadium. Doesn't mean I'm right, but the everyone looked rejuvenated. They drove in the red zone. Remember, they didn't
1: when score. with his eyes, it becomes. And much then the game. And then
2: when they didn't score, it was a blow, and the game was over. All,
1: All right. right. So McKenzie, let's ask you, what was your if i just if we just came in and said, you know, cold, cold open, hey, critique uh, Trey Lance week 1 preseason, what would you have said?
3: Very very disappointing in the first 3 possessions, all 3 and outs, opportunities missed. But you talk about that second half drive, he had a 40-yard dart in traffic to get him into field goal range. He played better. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by, you know, so, so, overall grade was a C minus, but he played better as the game went on, which you expect for a guy that raw. Okay, he's young. Younger than
1: Brock Purdy. <laughs> All right. So now do you feel what do you think the odds there's gonna be a decision who's the backup quarterback. What do you think the odds are, like
3: between Trey Lance and Sam Darnold? In fact, you played the whole first half, some of the conversations I've been listening to, I'd say it's seventy five percent Lance's number two. Okay. So now would you say do you have any inside information no. on that? Okay.
1: So Fez, if something's seventy five versus twenty five the 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 big free money line would be three minus three hundred. Okay, so if I wanted to bet on Sam Darn, oh my God, what, what am I saying? Who are you? You're like, I wouldn't expect plus three hundred. What would you offer me? Um. Now remember, if you hmm. say something too low, it's going to seem like what you just said—the 75—is such utter bullshit. Well, but it's...
3: you know, we know which sides we're coming from. So this is the art of negotiation, I guess. I don't know. No, no. What do
1: you mean? I, I asked you. I didn't. I didn't know there was any side when I said,
3: "What do you think?" Like the I know odds if I are? asked you the question, you wouldn't say it's 75 percent. No, he would say what he thought the right answer was. I would say was. what I every thought the time. right every answer was every time. RJ
2: would say what the right answer was. That is, is true because
1: because yeah. I know I might be held accountable for it. Now
2: he's now he's pursuing this further because he obviously yeah, has but some disagreement. I think the right answer is seventy
3: five percent, but I doubt it. Any of you guys think the same thing? So why would I lay that number? No, the did market I just in this said. Room,
1: I just said. Yeah, so I'm thinking about it. I just said you don't have to offer me plus three hundred.
3: I'm giving you that concession. Let's bet it at minus one ten.
1: You want something you think is minus three hundred? Because you don't I'm, think it's I, minus three hundred. Well, yeah, that, that doesn't mean
3: I think it's like orders I, of magnitude. I, 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 I thought I will, Nvidia I will, was a $1 trillion dollar stock three years ago. It was worth three hundred billion. What? That's why I bet it. You bet the things where you think they're gonna go, not where you think people market it right now.
1: So okay, you bet the things that where you're gonna go, not where the people market. And you think? And, and what do you think the market is right now?
3: I think. Mo- I think if you at- pulled fifty observers, it'd be close to fifty fifty. I would lay Trey Lance
2: minus 170, and I would certainly take Sam Darnold plus 250. Not to make the market. I know that's an 80-cent straddle. All
1: right, so what you're saying is you think Trey Lance minus 170 has value. Yes,
2: I think he's probably about
1: yeah, a little less than two-thirds. All right, so McKenzie, um, Faz makes typically a fair number. Do you think that's a fair number?
3: Yeah, 220-ish with the Viglis line, it sounds fine.
1: No, no, no. Minus 220
3: plus 220.
1: Minus 220 plus 220. Yeah. Okay. So you think that's fair, McKenzie? And you think that's fair, Faz? I do. All right. So I'll bet both of you.
0: Oh, my God. I want I want Sam Darnold. Yeah. I want it on. Sam Darnold. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I what think, do you think the odds are, Scott? I think <laughs> Sam Darnold. I think pr- Sam
0: Darnold should be the favorite to be the backup, right? I no, think,
1: I, I think he should be like minus 300. Uh,
0: yeah. I yeah, think yeah. Sam Darnold really? should be. Yeah.
2: Yes. You're probably right.
0: Based on I what? Mean,
1: I'm just saying, with the things I've heard, right. I, I, yeah. I,
2: you know, I, I have to be honest. I agree, of course, that Darnold should be the backup quarterback. So it's going to be the irony is I'm going to lose this bet because which is piss, pissing me off because I agree. I agree with RJ. Well, you think
3: there's a 67 percent chance you're going to win it, right?
2: I, well, I thought I think because they invested so much, but the Niners, it looks bad that the Niners gave up so much to not to play Sam Sam freaking Darnold well, over but Trey Lance. They,
1: but they paid four million for Darnold. All right, that's actually amongst mm. the top. Of um, mm. of even backups and not the very top, but it's going to be a, the top third of backups. Don't they want to see what they have though? I think they know what they
0: have. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me a... ask you the question right now: If if we found out Brock, if Week One is next week, and we find out Brock Purdy cannot play next week, Week One of the regular season,
1: ooh, Sam
0: is St. the starting quarterback.
1: See, I almost think in that case maybe they do go with Trey Lance. I agree. No. He knows he's been in the system
3: longer.
0: Darnold had. Darnold looked really good. But
1: I I'll tell you this: the Wait, kids, he had less
3: yards per attempt, worse percentage, and he looked really good. Really that, good.
0: That dime of a pass was the best pass. It was better, better than the than Longer, farther, Did Did more he, in traffic. He, he just pass didn't, at didn't the look terrible. Why
1: does McKenzie seem to talk over people more than anyone? It, it's like. Let's just have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. I know people, oftentimes radical leftists, don't want the other side to get their point out, right? But let's let's let everyone have their point. I disagree with Scott in the following way. I think if it was the starter for week one, the odds are better that it's Trey Lance than it is who's going to be named backup. Those are two separate things to me. Now, in theory, the backup's going to be the starter if someone gets hurt. But I'm saying if we knew right now he wasn't going to play, And they were deciding on who was going to be the starter. I think Trey Lance, because you could almost you could think if we could just have him have one or two good games, we can trade him. Right now, my understanding is right now that San Francisco would take a seventh-round pick, a swap in the seventh. They want his contract. If they could get rid of his contract for nothing, they would right now instantly, is my understanding. It's they can't get rid of him. No one will even give him a seventh rounder for him, is my understanding. So, mm. and they would be stuck with a lot of dead money, mm. right? That's the whole point here. He's guaranteed, like I think it's eight million next year, because he was a third pick in the draft.
0: Yes, yeah, there's different conversations here. There's the business conversation, mm-hmm. which and is then always going to be yeah, integrated, and then the football conversation. And I think Sam Donald was brought in for a reason. Yeah. And this, I think if Kyle Shanahan had his choice, and money was not an issue, and contracts not an issue, and trying to trade or whatever is not an issue, Sam Donald would play.
1: My point with the four million from Sam Darnold is they already had given up on Trey Lance to pay. You don't pay four million for a third string quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Right? Why bring in someone? And I wish i had known that.
3: We'll kind of, why, why are we'll, the Falcons paying eight million dollars for Tyler Heineke? He's not expected to play. He's a, a bad. Plan he's a, goes he's a, as it should. He won't play zero snaps. Eight million.
1: My turn. He's a solid backup and they need a backup because they have a questionable starter. Who else has a questionable starter? Washington. Let's guess. Who's their backup? One of the most talented backups. In ge- when, f- when the j- Fields was a rookie, who'd they bring in? Andy Dalton. In general, when you have a questionable starter, you bring in elite backups. So obviously, Atlanta is, you know, taking a flyer on that quarterback, but it's like they need a good backup, right? But this is—we're talking third-string quarterback now, right? If Sam Darnold wasn't brought in to be a backup, how do you pay a third-stringer four million dollars? Doesn't seem like he's a mentor, good guy either. Well, he's not old enough for that, yeah. right? And then, and then the question becomes: Do you? Th- how many jobs do you think Sam Darnold could have had as a guaranteed backup in the league? I mean, Sam Darnold, with his pedigree, he didn't look bad. Listen, he yeah. didn't look bad last year. He, I mean, I would say he's at least an average start or it, average backup. I was gonna say, I, I was gonna even make it. I would say probably twenty
4: four, like three quarters of the teams would take him as a backup. Yeah.
1: So why go to San Fran unless you're promised you're gonna be the yeah, second? That's quarterback. that's a good point. I mean, the, I mean, the only good, argument, RJ.
4: the one argument I'd make for that is who makes quarterbacks look who, who makes quarterbacks look good is Kyle Shanahan. So if he can, but if look you're a third good, stringer, how
1: do you look good? Uh, <laughs> Right? I mean, the
4: given was he didn't have a starting job. Right. But if he's saying, I'm going to get $4 million, which is well, he, good, good money. He
1: probably would have got that anywhere. I, I mean, it was an expensive person, but it's not like San Fran
4: overpaid. He knows that Brock Purdy's recovering from an injury. He knows mm-hmm. that Trey Lance is shaky at best. He figures, I'm, I'm going to get a look at some point.
1: I think the uncertainty with... with um, the rotator or the shoulder issue with Purdy probably played a role in it back then. It
4: elbow or shoulder?
1: Well, whatever, whatever. It's okay. elbow? I think
4: it's – am I right? What is it, McKenzie? El- it's elbow. Okay.
1: Okay. So I, I think that did play a role in it then. But if you thought Trey Lance was a real impediment, that would have been enough to say, you know, no. And again, who, listen, Cow turned – I mean, Jimmy G brought the 49ers to the Super Bowl. He brought them to the championship game, what, two other times? It's been three times they made the championship game with Jimmy G. Is that right? Two times. It was only la
3: It was only the time the Rams won it. No, they. 2019-2021. They... and last year. My bad. Yep, three times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so right. Brock Purdy was the other one. That's why it was two out, two out of the three. Yeah.
1: Okay, but you're right. Jimmy G didn't I mean, get get there you're last right. Year. Jimmy G. Didn't play all the way. I mean, he. Yeah. Good point. Actually. Okay. So, um, but even the two times, and let's be candid. They did. I'm, listen, I got. If anything, I have a fondness for Kyle Shanahan because it's McKenzie's cousin. I'm, I might play sometimes with McKenzie, but I, I have no reason to be negative towards Kyle. And I'm not being, but they were pretty ruthless getting rid of Jimmy G. Meaning, when the. When, and it's kind of the same thing that, that the Rams did with golf. It was like once these guys in this hyper competitive play caller mentality seem to sour on someone, they are sour. Right, I mean, McVeigh was ruthless with Goff. I mean, the things he was saying. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying just because they're from the same tree, they're going to act the same. But they had Jimmy G practicing on the sidelines with neighborhood kids. Were catching. <laughs> they had to get kids from the neighborhood <laughs> to catch for him. And I mean, I mean, it's like that doesn't seem like the guy that brought you two times. Yeah, to a title game. Like, shouldn't he get like a nice? right out of town?
2: Yeah, Kenny Anderson and Boomer Esiason are like got statues in
1: Cincinnati. <laughs> and, and, and then when they had to resign him, which supposedly the reports are coming back from the Houston preseason game, they set everything up for, to make Trey Lance look good. This is last year. He didn't. And they said on the way back, we just got to resign him. Hmm. And bring, or, or keep him, not resign him, but keep him. Because remember, they were trying to get rid of Jimmy G. So thank God they did, right? I mean, to some degree... Uh, so who knows? Purdy might have been ready even before, right? Yeah, it's been funny. Purdy came in like in week two. You know, the irony of this game is
2: that the San Fran just got completely rolled, and and they, you know, the money was on them. They were laying three and a half, four points, and a lot of people really liked them. And the idea was the quarterback controversy, Multiple,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and they just didn't come to play at all. But Trey Lance was one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I don't think it's part. Po- I mean, to be honest, there's people saying they don't think it's possible for Trey Lance to be the backup. Interesting. But, so Mackenzie, you are on the boards and stuff. Do you that idea that they would trade him for a seventh round swap? The theory being the the minimal amount you could ever get, and you have to have consideration coming back. So yeah. that's the way they. They do just want it. someone to take it. Yeah, off, exactly. Off the but the theory is they can flop sevens in like 2029 20, or something sometimes. And as you know, a fugazi. Yeah, as a way to, you know, in any contract there has to be consideration is what they call it. You can't have someone sign away rights for nothing. How about time. food? You could say a pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bag of balls. Now, do you believe that
3: that the, the, the 49ers want to get rid of him that badly? Here's the conversation as I've heard it from people like David Lombardi of The Athletic. There's 0% chance that they're gonna cut Trey Lance because of what you're saying. Yeah. It doesn't help them at cause. all. I've heard people say from I guess my side of the ledger, Trey Lance apologists or whatever you want to call us, that they should do right by Trey Lance and cut him. And I feel the same way that I did with Jimmy G. What like what emotional like what do we owe players? Nothing. We want the best players. Your own respect. Yeah, and we should give all hundred people that come into the building respect. But you're just looking for the best twenty-two guys each each game of the I week. Agree. I don't understand it at all. But really.
1: did Jimmy? But do you think Jimmy G being off to the side got respect? Yes. Okay. And and one hundred twenty million dollars. Well, no. Listen. Under that theory, listen. I'm usually on your side. If you're paying someone a lot of money, it's hard to say you were disrespected. But it does seem like that that can we agree that in general, well, I don't even want him to because that'd be unfair to ask him to say something about his cause and negative, but I think that they're pretty ruthless. I mean, in general, um, the 49ers, you know, Kyle does have a, you know, he's like the supposedly the most old school of all those, like that, that play caller group, right? Where he's his dad, he was so influenced by his mm. dad. And I like that about him to be honest with you. But he it does seem like it seems like that they're not going to be sentimental about Trey Lance. Yeah. Cuz it let's be candid by all accounts still and I just heard this again today the new, or the most updated version of what happened with the draft was that Kyle made the trade thinking he was going to he was going to pick Mac Jones. That the um, uh, the GM, the former player, I forget his name, right? The safety, John Lynch, yeah, Lynch, and some other p- person in the group. I I don't even know who this was, but maybe assistant GM, whatever, doesn't matter. Was relentless. We don't. We, it can't be Mac Jones. We want you know. We want Trey Lance. We want Trey Lance because Justin Fields wasn't even being considered, mm-hmm. is my understanding. Okay, he finally relented. So, the point was, he did act at the end, say, okay, let's, you know, so you could say, well, that was his pick. But, Fez, if we're thinking about, if we have one pick to make for the super contest, and it's, you know, a million dollar prize, and I say one, you say one, and I say one, it's different, and I'm just relentless on you, and you finally relent and go with my pick, and we lose, and yours wins, in your mind, you're gonna be thinking, man, I was on the right side. He talked me off it, right? I mean, yeah, like she, when I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it's human nature. Yeah. Well, th- but but what I'm well, the, <laughs> the only one. thing was you never let like three cents of value go. But the Steelers was at three and a half. I <laughs> understand. I'm sorry about that. Up, no, no, yes. no. That's why that one stuck with yes. us. You know what? You we all had a lot of losers. Veto. Yeah, but but <laughs> but once the line moved, they didn't tell you that Veto wasn't right. Yep. <laughs> but again. I don't talk about any the only other game I talk about is when you were when when TY Hilton was so important. Yeah, that, I can't we
2: can't play <laughs> they, we can't play the Colts. We don't know if TY Hilton's going to play. They wouldn't by 40.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but again, it happens. But we had a great year. Um the in general
3: though, would you say McKenzie that does that sound right to you or does that sound wrong? No, and maybe I'm sentimental, but when I hear and I've heard this back in 2021 and 2022 and this year when I was watching the tape, it popped. I thought of things that we could do that we weren't able to do before. When he says that, I believe him. I believe maybe John Lynch was a big Trey Lance fan. I have never heard that yeah. or gotten any instinct of that. But Kyle was watching the tape, and he thought, let me see what I can do with this guy. I think it was his decision, 100%. Now, remember, is
1: Trey Lance was at a, a North Dakota State, I think it was, was a running quarterback, right? So he, And it was a running team. They say if you go back and you look at his fresh or his high school career— you say, how many dropbacks did he have? You look at his college career and you look at his NFL career to date, not counting preseason, so counting regular season. The Trey Lance has less dropbacks than a typical NFL season. Wow. One, high two. school, college, and pro—he does, you know. So that'd be something I want to double check that, but I just heard that today. You though. know, he
2: had one completion that was 99 pass attempts in high school.
0: Is that in it?
1: 99. F- far
2: be it for me to be—that's a... like a two games for something. In two years, yeah. F- far be it for me to be an NFL scout, but Mahomes, when you watch him. And we've all seen, you know, across the body passes, and he's like his body's contorted, and he looks like a ballerina. It's just beautiful. And so Trey Lance had a completion where he did the a similar sort of thing, and he looked as awkward as any player I've ever seen.
1: Well, you know, uh, on Lombardi. The completion. Yeah. When yes. he ran and dodged,
2: I
3: thought it would look good. that uh, look good? Oh, you? I didn't think he looked. All good.
1: right, so. Lombardi's pod, he has a Feme Abedafe, is that how you say it?
3: Yes. Abedife. Almost,
1: yeah. Is um is the ho the host, I guess you'd say. And um he said something that actually John Middlecoff quoted, but John Middlecoff quoted it wrong, and I think Middlecoff's is better, but I want to give all credit. So what Feme said was um that Trey Lance looks like a someone dressed up as a quarterback for Halloween. <laughs> like that it that he doesn't like he got all the accoutrements, near the helmet, but he doesn't look like he's supposed to be a football player. Yes. Now, what Middlecoff said, and he thought he was quoting him, was he looks like someone in a movie playing a quarterback, which I think is even more on point. I think there's something there. The guy has the height. He has the muscles. He's just not a quarterback. Like my doesn't qu- look fluid. My question is, why don't the 49ers tell him, you're not going to play quarterback for us and get him to be a gadget guy? Like, wouldn't he be dangerous in the Wildcat? Wouldn't he be dangerous as a a, a back, as a like a, a guy sent off to the wing a little bit on a possible revert? Like you know, like couldn't he block? He's a big guy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like you know, Steelers did this was one of the first. They called him Slash, right? Cordell Stewart mm-hmm. was Slash because he was drafted not as a quarterback. If I remember, he was Colorado's quarterback, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's the one that threw that one against Michigan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. So... but then he ended up being their starting quarterback for a couple years. Yeah. But for a while, had some success when Neil O'Donnell was there. Who
2: did? Who was who threw the the, the trick touchdown pass for the Steelers? Well, that was uh,
1: that was another one. It Hines Ward caught it. in Anton uh, Randall. Yeah. yeah. Randall. He could be a like a Randall, right? I think he was like Minnesota or whatever. Yeah. But again, I'm not saying he can even be a receiver because that takes a whole separate skill. Mm-hmm. But he could take a pitch out and and be a threat to throw in a. Half. Yeah.
2: Imagine how hard
1: that would be to, to defend. Yeah. Really? So that the thing that told me that Trey Lance was in trouble. Was when they, in the end of the year, his rookie year, they didn't even have packages for him. Yeah. And to me, that was like, well, you can't find one package to run this guy in. And at the time, they said, well, um, we were focusing on him as a quarterback. It's like, well, okay. Uh, What's so, everyone hearing about Birdie week one? How likely he's,
2: is he's the starter? But,
1: but I think the fact that he's not playing now, you got to question that. He a was little just bit.
0: cleared to practice. Three days in a row without an off day. 49ers season and, win
2: looks like along. it's leaking
1: down a little bit. I saw like under 11 with Vig. so. All right, so this is interesting. So you're saying, but Lance broke his finger. This is from The Athletic, not Mike Sando, um, in that game. And in retrospect, it's clear that the injury ultimately scuttled any creative plans that Shanahan had for him in 2021, which would have been his rookie year? Yeah. Okay, so when did he break, when did he break his finger?
3: Preseason of his rookie year. Oh, I didn't even know that. Does this guy get hurt every time he goes on the field? Not, not in 2023, 2021, yes.
2: 2022, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Survived <laughs> half,
0: two
3: quarters. Facts. So he yeah, had
1: 99 passes. That's amazing, isn't it?
0: In yeah. high school, two years, one year. Uh, yeah, uh, 17, 18, 16, 17, and 17, 18. He uh, only played one game his junior year, senior well, year. Injuries? Injuries? No, it was just I guess he wasn't the start. He wasn't the start of quarterback I, his I,
2: junior year. I have he no was idea. A Safety.
4: Yeah. I don't like to brag, but I have more high school pass at Tim's career than
0: Trey Lance.
2: Well, he <laughs> we have ninety-nine. Well, he we have ninety-nine more. He was 48 yes, no.
0: Eight games his senior year, 48 of 90 for 972 yards and nine 90. touchdowns. But he <laughs> ran the ball 56 times for 414
3: yards. So a 10% five touchdowns. touchdown rate. That sounds elite. Mackenzie, did you know he didn't start as a junior? Yeah, he was a safety. I knew the whole story.
0: Maybe he could play safety. He only played two games his fresh his uh, freshman year at North Dakota State, and then he only had one year in college. I know. Was the, the, Does that the, count to one game, year. or is that his third? Um, that's because his third year, he only played the one game. I'm talking about his, <laughs> the one year as the starter. Oh uh, my god! 169 pass attempts that year.
1: I 1, mean, let's yards. be honest. In a weird way, wrapping oh, this rushing, up, I'm sorry. Is we got to give Shanahan credit that you could make a blunder this big because this is as big as it gets and still have a Super Bowl favor. Like, in a way, it's almost like more positive than negative because obviously it was a disaster decision, but not really because they picked the guy in the 7th round that ended up being it looks pretty good. This
2: is yeah. like a chess player grandmaster just leaves a knight undefended. Just like just take it game's over and he's like ah no I'm so good I can still win despite or, that or horrific like, blunder.
1: Like Bobby Fischer being down 0-1 and forfeiting, forfeiting <laughs> again. You know, it's like
2: it's it's also like
0: when Washington Washington dra- drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins in the same draft
1: and, and Yeah, but they and didn't when, have to trade, unless I'm mistaken, they didn't have to trade like triple number one picks to get there. Yeah, though. but
0: it was the idea that, you know, some in the organization wanted one quarterback, the other other. Yeah, but no one, one was
1: thinking Cousins in the first round.
0: No, yeah. but when they took him and then he eventually, when he took over and became the starter because of injury... He turned into, turned into a nice career. Well,
1: no, I agree with that 100%. But what I'm saying is if you miss on – because I guess you could make the case – I don't think you make the case that – I don't think you want to even make the case that Washington missed on RG3 because I think before his injury no, – I was just – I mean, he was the rookie of the year. They were yeah. spot on. Yeah. They shouldn't have played, the play, played, played him in him the not. It goes back to early they in the, the pod when you're talking –
3: Should they play him in well, week 18? First
1: off, we don't know. Listen, we, let's or not week get – McKenzie, enough. We don't want to get into the... I mean, remember, I was Mike Shanahan, Uncle Mike. There's a lot... I mean, listen, a lot of people have bad that the decision to play RG3. Now, that did come up in the play callers. RG3 talked, and it did seem like he threw him under the bus, to be honest. He said, I wanted to play. And correct me if I'm wrong here, McKenzie, you listen. RG3, RG3 said, I wanted to play, but... I think in hindsight, I wish an adult would have been there to stop me. Now, to me, if you're making all that money, you maybe got to make the decision that if the if the medical staff says he's okay to play, he wants to play. It's kind of hard to think the coach can say no. It's
2: Dr. James Andrews that makes the decision there. Not,
1: I think, not the coach, right? I mean, well, let's say this: the medical staff has to say he's. Okay to play, then the coach has to think he's okay to play. Yeah, but usually if the medical staff does, you're not going to have the coach say no. Yes. So I, I think RG three. Listen, he's in the media now. He's at ESPN. You're, I'm sure he's whispering and whenever it comes up, his side of it. Whenever he gets a chance. Last
0: year with Lamar Jackson, he was an advocate of Lamar not playing in the playoffs, not returning because of what
1: happened to him. So, but the question is, at the time, should we have? Held a coach to the level of saying, You're not, you want to play the medical staff,
3: say you can, but I'm going to say no. Like, how often does that happen? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's a complete non story that's been invented by the media, like Scott Seinberg over here. <laughs> Scott Seinberg's inventing it? He's he's passing on what's already there. Exactly.
0: You're an innovator. I'm listening to the art, the man
3: speak yeah. himself. Right? I mean, and you're listening to the man and repeating him well. Good job. By the
1: now, way, wait, hold on a second. Was this some radical left thing by saying the man like somehow just uh, repeating his
3: words? His words. All right. So uh, RG three. is the finally? I'm referring RG three. Are we finally at
1: the point? You see why I get so mad at McKenzie? Are you there yet? No. No. Okay. I'll let there. him keep. I'll let him <laughs> keep attacking though. All right. All right. Next week we can tune in for more of that. Go so ahead. we're
2: breaking down all this preseason. One one thing that was interesting is that,
1: and uh, we're hitting the end of the breakdown. Th- the so season. Go. The season wins. Hmm. No
2: impact. Nothing's moving. So nothing's moved. Uh, San Fran ticked downward. San Fran's down to like ten point nine. But that probably doesn't have to do with the game, does it? I think it more maybe Purdy. Some uncertainty with Purdy.
1: I does feel like it was more uncertainty coupled
2: with coupled with a really bad performance. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but the Thurston quarterback doesn't matter. The rest of the team played lousy too. All right. So. Feds, I was happy you made that nice that that price seem fair to me. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, what, I, I mean, I let you make the price. What am I supposed I, I, to do? I'm gonna only blame Mackenzie for like <laughs> clouding my. He's
2: supposed to be the 49 expert and made me made the minus 300. So I was like, I didn't want to I didn't want to go too far away from that. <laughs>
1: I think if you thought it was even, you
2: would have said even. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not blame McKenzie. Hey, he's up. I clearly thought that Lance should be favored.
1: I mean, it only exposed you to 600 of bats, and McKenzie got 600 of bats. 300 from each of us. Is that right, Scott? You want me to. to Sam Donald, baby. <laughs> no, if Sam Darnold somehow wins be six hundred, that well, I guess would six hundred. Would be like fourteen hundred. No, 1400 no or one has
2: been like like more on the Sam Darnold is not a starting quarterback in the NFL than R.J. Bell. So
1: that just it will be like a famous story. He badmouthed out Sam Darnold, but
4: knew where to turn on a dime. I mean, you did say Sam Darnold's an elite starter or
1: elite backup quarterback, he which is. is all you all you need him to be. That, that's why they're paying him four <laughs> million. Yep. All right, so if McKenzie wins, he will have a chance to celebrate. But I think you're going to have to just win a lot of NBA and celebrate that. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, so we have – let's think. Anything else oh, – we do got to talk quickly about the other quarterbacks. And let's start in Las Vegas where there's a backup that looked outstanding. and And I think – and we'll have – uh, Fez and the other guys discuss what happened, but I think this actually should upgrade the Raiders a, a material amount in their season wins.
2: Yeah, and I'm embarrassed to say I was at the game, and this is really all RJ. And so I'm watching the Raiders, and I don't even, I never even heard this guy. I'm like, who is this? He's like, he's, 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 he's the backup quarterback. And his name O'Connell? is Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Right.
4: He was from Purdue.
2: And, and apparently apparently my college guys say, Oh, he's really good at Purdue, too. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. So now, what
1: I heard was that he would have stretches. He was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was disaster plays. So I think
4: that's a fair that's a fair way to put it.
1: So that makes me a little cautious here. Maybe he just didn't get to the disaster play in this one game, but go ahead. So
2: he did not look like a guy on Halloween um <laughs> wearing a quarterback mask. He looked like a very capable quarterback that was um fourth th- round? He looked like a better version of Derek Carr wearing number four. <laughs> so fourth round? Yeah. Okay. So Raiders just uh, matriculated right down the field, ball control. Matriculated. Matriculated? Matriculated? <laughs> yeah. they, they moved the ball down the field, <laughs> uh, ran the ball well, Made, seemed to make the right reads, um, out patterns solid hit, hit his guys.
0: All right, so he
1: played exceptionally he, well for one game. Yeah, Let's Brian
0: see. Baldinger, uh, NFL Network, Fox, does all the he, former player breakdown and whatnot, he, he posted a video on Twitter and said, of all the per- rookie quarterback performances in week one, Aiden O'Connell looked the best.
1: Well, that's strong. Better than Trey Lin- Oh, he wasn't a rookie. Okay. I don't remember a bad play. So... Did you see it, AJ? I did. Okay, so what, what was your take? I mean, does it does it look like he's doing the same thing and he just didn't get to the bad play, or does I, it seem like the coaches got to him and maybe they're coaching him up?
4: No, I think it's it's a matter of time before he turns back into a pumpkin. So you're not <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> at- I, I, I'm not. I mean, do I, I think he can be better than Brian Hoyer, which was the the alternative? Uh, he's got he's got some good tools. There's he looks a little goofy. There's some th- his mustache. Yeah. There, there's that some guy's th- wide open. <laughs> there's some things to like about him. And, I, and again, I, I'll take his upside way over Brian Hoyer's. but yeah, I, 39-year-old Brian Yeah, I, I still think he's he's not a guy that I see long-term future. All
1: right, for. so here's my theory. My theory is if this guy becomes, let's say, a slightly better than average backup, that what's the over-under for the number of games the backup for the Raiders has to start? Like, I thought
4: about that. I you Like you asked, and Fez said two and a half. I think it's probably closer to four, four and a half.
1: I think we're all going to overdo it a little bit maybe but I think this the odds of him not playing at all are it's it's a long shot that, that Jimmy G starts every game. Right. So if we called it four games, mm-hmm. and you did the math in pre-production, and let's, so three let's points, ass- upgrade? Let's assume that because that we thought Hoyer would have been one of the worst backups. We had no idea about this guy. If he ends up being a slightly better than an average backup, that is about three points a game. So four times three, that's 12 points. That's like .4
2: wins right there. And so that puts pushes the Raiders, if they were 6.2 before this game, we make it 6.6 with the O'Connell upgrade. Little,
1: it might be a little high because we don't know yet that he's good. But if we see more preseason he is, I think the odds increase, right? And,
2: yeah, and we can't downgrade the Raiders for beating no. the Niners 34-7. The rest of the team look good, too.
1: Yeah, and, and the O-line. The, oh, the, the,
2: yeah, the rush, the pass you, rush was you know just, I mean, against some backups, but they just absolutely won the line of scrimmage. Does it make you like the
0: Raiders laying three and a half against the Rams week two preseason?
1: now i listen i here's how i don't bet the, here's why I have trouble betting the preseason it's because I don't know how to put a power ranking on these teams, mm-hmm. so if I can't give a power rating, I don't know how to even start right because it's like, well it's gone up by three points. you know it got bet up. It's like okay, but like I don't know it could like the the- the Ravens game last week started like at what? Plus two and a half. Carolina plus two and a half. No, no, the Ravens.
2: Oh, oh Ravens sorry. started minus three. And they, up they got back to seven, right? Uh, six and a half. Okay. Then back down to four and a half, then back up to six.
1: Okay, so minus three to minus six is a move you rarely, if ever, will see in the regular season. I'm not sure which of those numbers was right, right, at the time. Yeah, I agree. So if I can't know that, it's hard for me to bet the preseason. So my thought is if the Raiders didn't get – any upgrade, like if there was a look-ahead line and it's the same, I'm thinking, well, this new information makes me like the Raiders. Mm. But I don't know what the line would have been if he didn't do so well. I, I will say in a preseason game, if a line moves from three to six and you say,
2: who you like, Fez? I'm like, I like the dog plus six. Pretty confidently. I think the the market is
1: not that— Well, oh, this is what we talked about last week. There's the initial move, and then there's the malingering moves that come after, and to me, it feels like those later moves are where the value might be. Exactly, exactly. Now, by contrast, in college football, lines have been out all
2: summer, if you told me a, a team was favored by three and now they're favored by six, do you like the dog plus six? I'd say no. I don't think so. I think it's different because a lot of these line moves in college are just money slowly slowly moving along, coming in on the ro- what, what people feel are the right sides as opposed to you blink, and a line can move from three to six in preseason in, in, in 30 seconds.
1: All right, so we're going to go over quickly, game by game here, the moves so far this week, and then we're going to go to uh, our best bets. And then that's going to be it. This is going to be a nice short show today. Yes, I think there's one more quarterback game we should have discussed: Go ahead.
4: The, the Titans and the in the Bears. Mm. Uh, Will Levis looks like he might be the third string quarterback. We talked about the idea that Tennessee might be ready to cut Malik Willis. Yeah, my understanding is he looked as good as he's ever looked. <laughs> I mean, this was like a, a yeah. whole different person. Uh, and then Justin Fields, th- you know, I, I we thought that he would he'd be out there to use his arm, mm. uh, and he had zero rushing attempts. 3 of 3 passing for 129 yards. Most of it was like screen passes yeah, that yeah, just yeah. That took something off, but I mean I think that's going to be a big part of their
2: offense and that the the threat well. of him running. RJ you saw the one screen pass where he, like whipped it at the guy's ankle and he reaches behind him catches it and runs
1: 60 yeah, yards. I, I would not upgrade Field
4: myself fields for that game. But. but the one thing I thought was and you mentioned how Fields is one of the guys who runs between the tackles. When you run between the tackles and you're a dangerous running threat it means that there's openings up. on the outside. I agree that with that. Would that been the case
1: all of last year? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's why maybe remember, Fields is getting better. Here's like, a basic premise in preseason. They do not game plan for any team. There is no; they aren't doing anything special because they're playing the Bears. They're running their base defense, and because of that, it, a, a quirky offense like Chicago's maybe works better. You know, which because in theory you'd have to make more adjustment against them. Yeah, maybe that's something we need to think about. Who's the quirkiest off? I mean, Baltimore is a quirky yeah. offense, or at least it has they been were.
2: historically. And now it's getting mimicked by more teams. You know,
1: well, but now they're changing it because they got a
2: new OC. Right, right. So I, and and I don't like that.
1: You know, I think that's.
2: Well, I think it raises quite I mean But it, they've they've it, got the personnel. Can
1: Olimar do it? Well, it raises the ceiling in theory, but it also lowers the floor, I think. Well oh, that's very well said. All right. So um you have anything else to say about Malik
0: Willis? I mean, oh, just that Vrabel was very impressed with and spoke about he spoke about both quarterbacks and you can just tell <laughs> the way that he was speaking was that he was you know, it was more praise for Malik Willis and more of saying things like, Oh well, we'll love He's got a lot of growing to do. Like, like, like yeah. phrases that you would say when you want to be polite about somebody not playing well.
1: But luckily, they got him in the second round. <laughs> okay. yeah. so you know, he wishes he could just say, "Well, he doesn't look like a first rounder." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Mackenzie, I got to give him credit. He didn't interrupt, but he puts on the screen in huge font. Imagine if Lance makes a similar jump that Malik Willis does from Malik does. Willis is almost out of the from, league from <laughs> age twenty three to twenty four. Okay, so this is back to how young he was. Maybe that's why he didn't start as a junior. He was a young junior in high mm-hmm.
3: school. He's 13 months younger than Levis, 12 months younger than Willis. Okay. How, how is it's he 10 years younger than Stetson Bennett? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <You> finally <laughs> got a shot. All <laughs> right, so thank you, Mackenzie. We appreciate it. Um, all right, anything else? Bennett apparently there's two minds with him, right? Some thought, oh, he's he's shown his he's a baller. He's shown mm-hmm. others saying doesn't look like a professional quarterback. What, any takeaway there?
0: No, just he's tw- what is he twenty? What is he twenty eight? No, but he got road road running, a lot of snaps, 26. right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was just I thought my biggest takeaway from that game it was just kind of weird that it was not weird but it was fun that he played against Max Dugan in the same stadium that. They beat TCU for the national championship game, Georgia-TCU in SoFi Stadium. All Battle right, Fez, so my
1: sugar's dropping, so I want you to read through these games, talk about them, about 30 seconds each. I'll be back in a minute and a half. Okay. That's the moves for this week.
2: Okay, yeah, moves for this thank you. I'm like, I was expecting, like, games of the year. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, so preseason, big moves that we saw. Let's start. We'll go rotation order, 402 Philly. Uh, big move. Philly opened minus one. All the money on the Eagles up to three and a half, hosting the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to list all of these and then we'll go through them each one. Um, let's go to rotation 4 1 oh. Miami Dolphins opened as a dog. Plus, it was I saw as high as plus six. I, I see plus five as the opener. Down to three now. So, Dolphins, they got their butts kicked by Atlanta, 19 to three butts. Dolphins actually won the stats in that game. Couple of uh, defensive and quirky touchdowns for Atlanta, so bounce back for Miami. Um, third of six, Indianapolis game four one four against the Bears went from two and a half up to three and a half, so moved through the key move of three. Game four one eight, Green Bay Packers against New England. This is about we know the Packers are going to play their starters. We don't know if New England's going to play theirs. Green Bay goes from minus one and a half up to minus three. 4-2-3, Denver Broncos. Scott, they're trying again with the Denver Broncos. Didn't get there against Arizona, but um, people are going to still back those Broncos. Open minus one all the way up to minus four and a half. Finally game four two eight Seattle Seahawks. Now this is very interesting. So opened uh, at three and a half, as low as three and a half, all the way up to seven against the Dallas Cowboys. And what's really interesting about this game to me is that there's been a trend that has been profitable in the NFL Week two, nothing more than betting the straight up loser in a game hmm. against the straight up winner from the week before. And Dallas actually qualifies for this. So Seattle obviously played a fine game against Minnesota week one. Dallas um, played a poor game and lost. And yet, um, so Dallas would qualify. And yet, the bettors are like, nope, we think Seattle is going to play starters. We're not so sure about Dallas to bet this all the way up to seven seven's a monster of a number in a preseason line uh i guess let me open four for both of you um of of those six line was which ones look the most attractive to any of you
0: the Eagles intrigues me because, and I want your thoughts on this as well. So there's been a lot of stories that came out today about what's going down between the Eagles and the Browns' joint practices. The, the Browns are not happy. The Eagles are taking shots at Deshaun Watson. Uh, and so, whatever, there's been some, some some heated things going on during joint practices. In week one of the preseason, there were four games that featured teams that had joint practices. They went 3-1 and one to the over. The only game that went under was the Jets and the Panthers. The Jets scored 27 points on the Panthers. But Bengals-Packers went over, Lions-Giants went over, Raiders-49ers went over. Do you think there's a correlation to practicing against each other during the week and then playing that preseason game?
2: I would have thought the opposite. I would have thought you got all the reps in, the uh, the evaluation of the starters and it would have been more of a snooze fest and that there would be more running in the game but, but, not, it, but not but not what happened
0: is it more scoring because it's now the backup defensive players the third string defensive players and there's less intensity because all the intensity was during the week when you had the joint practice
2: so the tackling's not as crisp exactly and, and the like possibly so but you know the bottom line is bad offenses fail against bad defenses typically because the quarterback just can't complete the passes so I, and I think ultimately that you know would be the telling there wouldn't be any dynamic Place down the field and your fastest guys on offense aren't playing then.
0: Ten te- ten games will feature teams that had joint practices this week.
1: All right. So what I think is worth doing is <clears throat> looking back and seeing last year how the joint practices and the result in the games was. Because if there's a trend, I you know that, that feels meaningful. Well to
0: just me. last week, I'm saying just last week it was yeah, uh, I heard the th- three and one to the
1: over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it won't be so hard to look back last year and Mm. dig in and see. I agree. Yeah. Um, Hmm. You know something? Put Sleepy on that. That will be a good one for Sleepy. Cool. Just last year, uh, you know, each week, who had joint practices and and played a game after? And uh, there won't be a database of that, but I think just by the game reports, you know, it's going to be in there. For sure. All right. Cool. Yeah. So if there's anything on that, I'll uh, tweet that out. Um. Okay, so Fez, you went over the—so the. the so what would be your one—if you had to—if we're fading the moves here, what one game do you like to fade the moves the most? I want to fade the Packers. So the Packers
2: went up from minus one and a half, hosting New England to minus three. So I spoke about—there's um, a trend. I don't have all the numbers straight—I don't have the numbers. No way. I don't have the, no numbers. Don't no have the numbers. The straight-up loser week one of preseason playing a straight-up winner— all I thought things, he was going to say,
1: I don't have the numbers. I don't know how many completions that quarterback had last game. <laughs> All
2: things being equal, you want to back the straight up loser. No one, these games don't matter, but no coach wants to go winless in preseason either. So this is the time. The 0 1 historically has done well against the 1 0 straight up. So, Plus,
1: it gives the coach something to complain about. It's more intensity that week.
2: Exactly. So New England qualifies. Also, I like the fact that, that New England didn't just lose. They lost by double digits. So now an, another reason for the coaching staff to like give a little more um, emphasis to the game. And the Packers won in a blowout win against the Bengals. A little more reason, hey, let's evaluate talent. We don't have to bust everyone's balls and be so concerned about the scoreboard. And if you look at the coaches, LaFleur has never been a preseason coach. He's 4-7 and seven straight up, 3-6-2 and two against the spread. So there's no history of success for him in the preseason as well. Belichick has won more than half his preseason games. If I had to fade one of these moves, I would be looking towards New England.
1: Oh, I, I kind of like that. But that's not our best bet from you. We'll get that right now. But first, wow. Well.
0: Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Fire up your pen
1: and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. All right, Fuzzy start it off.
2: So my best bet is on the same game, New England-Green Bay. Total sitting 36.5. Well, this, I have a magic number. Week two of the preseason, it's 37, RJ. Any number below 37, I am looking to play over. It's just in the new NFL, it's just hard to stay under 37 teams, keep throwing the ball,
1: and even if the defense has the advantage, you get turnovers. So let's talk about the history here. If you look at week one, of preseason, your magic number is 33. If it's 33 or less, there's been 11 games since COVID, since there's been only three preseason games. There's been 11 times in week one the total was 33 or less. At open, eight overs, three
2: unders. And last week, look at look at these final scores. So three games open below, 33 or below. Green Bay-Cincinnati, 55 points.
1: Yeah, so eight, it's over, it's over. It's working. way over, all, all right, three. Now, yep. your number for week two is 37, more starters playing, you know, Offensive lines playing more. Thirty-seven is a key number. It is in this range is the most key number uh, in the NFL. Four touchdowns, three field goals. Yes, and it's been three and one to the over, three overs, one under. So with your magic number theory since COVID, you're eleven and four. Looks good. This one applies.
2: This one applies. This is the lowest total on the board at a 36.5. Also qualifying would be Tampa Bay and the Jets at 37. And what's interesting, there was one total that opened. But just to
1: be clear, let's focus on your best yep. bet.
2: Yeah, so my best bet is indeed New England-Green Bay over 36.5. All
1: right, and then there's a couple other games you want to make comment on? Well, yeah, just that
2: Carolina, the Giants, opened down as, as low as 36. And the betters. and this game's on Friday, so it's coming up faster. Betters said, no way, we like over. Boom, bet it up to 39. All right.
1: Okay, so best bet we got from you. I'm going to do one, but let's go to AJ. And AJ, I think you and Scott and Mackenzie are going to be quickly picking um, some look ahead lines because there's been, uh, a, uh, it's made the rounds, some of the updated look aheads. And here we go. What do you got?
4: Yeah, uh, DraftKings has lines for every game throughout the season. I'm going to look at week 12. The Indianapolis Colts are minus one hosting the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, this implies that the Bucks are the better team. And I don't think the Bucs are certainly better than anybody, but I, I don't think they're better than the Colts. On top of that, though, the Colts come off a bye in Week 11. Uh, in, in Week 11, the Tampa Bay Bucks are at San Francisco, which is going to be obviously a tough game, tough travel. And then to go to Indy, this line is just off. This should be probably closer to Indy minus three. So Indy minus one uh, will be my best bet week 12 hosting Tampa Bay.
1: What do you think of that fast?
4: I like it a
0: lot. I agree. All right.
1: All right, Scott, what do you got?
0: I'm going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going to turn my focus to week four, where the Eagles, for some reason, are seven-point favorites over the Washington Commanders. Now, quick question to the gentleman in the room here. Who's a better team, the Minnesota Vikings or the Washington Commanders?
4: Minnesota Vikings.
0: The Eagles are seven Fez point. Favorites. The Eagles are seven point favorites at home against the Vikings in week two. And two weeks later, they are exactly the same seven point favorites at home against the Washington Commanders. This does not add up to me. The Eagles should be at least nine and
2: a half point favorites in this game. I actually think they're gonna close double digits. I, I fully endorse this. Scott has the best bet here. The, the best bet of the, the best bet of the best
1: bets. All right. Yes. Huh. You haven't even heard mine. It, I, I, it's it hard matter. beat that. It doesn't saying. matter. It's like that's so good. Well, why do you think it's just sitting out there then?
2: Because they, it's hard to get down. The limits are really low
1: on these. What do you mean the limits are low? Oh, is this is you whining because you're batting like third quarter derivatives, and they don't let you keep batting when you're killing them. Well, no, I mean, it seems like DraftKings is taking a lot of handle. Yes, right from select people. Yeah, so they don't from want...
2: non any non-pro. They're taking you. Oh, they'll no, take no, up no, the f-
1: whoa 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 whoa. Like I said, I I want to do a tag. What I told you before, I said, why don't you just bet NFL sides for a while and see how long you can keep betting? You're like, okay, I'll, I'm going to try that in this one account. And then you go, but actually, I bet over on like the points per game across the year. You say, I can't resist. Obscure. I can't resist getting in on that. Fair one. Enough. Yes. I mean, you're just greedy. You kill the goose that laid the golden egg. But apparently, you used to be able to just get enough accounts. It didn't matter. Well, I get right? some gold that way. Okay, but you don't get as much gold. Yes, but but I, I'm confused. You used to not worry about camouflage, and it all worked out okay. What's different now? Are they just cutting what, people what, sooner?
2: Exactly right. So it used to be people could last like like a month and then get limited, and now literally five or ten bets. Okay, and, and but someone's what, gone, what I'm so. guessing
1: is they're not doing it based on results. They're doing they're profiling the, the type exactly, of bets you make
2: exactly. So and why I,
1: keep making those bets? Because I want to get down. Okay. You're like a child. Like, why, why do you keep, like, you know, trying to start the car with the keys, little kid? Because
3: I want to go somewhere. I mean, it's like, okay. Uh, all right. Mackenzie, what do you got? I agree with all of Scott's points. Let's stay in division with the Commanders. Week 12, they're at Dallas. They're catching six points. I think it should be 10, just like the Eagles. The Eagles and Dallas Cowboys, top five teams by every metric. Commanders, the most downgraded team this offseason, bottom five team. Not downgraded at DraftKings. They love the Commanders. On the win total is what I'm talking about. But, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, these lines. Do you have any uh, – is there anyone else you want to bash
1: or is there anyone else you want to give, like, credit to? No,
2: they're just dealing an opinion here. They're higher on
1: Washington, mm-hmm. clearly. Maybe for their clientele, that's fine. Yes. Right?
2: That's but a good. Well, you know, that's a really good point. But
1: back. Which seems contrary, though, because you would think if you're knocking out all the Sharps, you would have inflated favorites would but somehow you got Philadelphia the, you know the Super Bowl participant last year for the NFC Dallas you know one of the top three teams in the NFC and they're laying short numbers. yeah doesn't make a lot of sense. All right uh, I'm going to stick to let me see this might be strange an NFL week one side. Everyone says how hard it is to that beat. one we can get down. Yeah. On. Oh well, I c- we can't beat the NFL. There's no value. It's like the more I see the quote unquote sharps in this universe of ours, the less talent they have. It's like all they want to do is bet, like stale numbers. Like they don't know who to bet. Someone else, an originator, tells them who to bet by by moving it, a Chris or whatever, and then they want to bet it stale somewhere else. And when they can't, they get mad. Pretty much. <laughs> those people quite frankly contribute nothing they're, they're they're it's almost like they're what would you call them buzzards or what does a buzzard do something is 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 hit, like uh da- uh hurt mm-hmm. injured and the buzzard comes along and tries to take a bite of it right mm-hmm. i don't is a buzzard the same as a vulture same thing don't
2: they wait till they die and they let someone else eat half of it and they eat the last half? Maybe that's the, maybe that's
1: an extension or maybe that's an extension of the analogy. Maybe these bets are bad. <laughs> it's like, "My god, who in the right mind is going to keep taking bets from someone that just tries to pick off bad numbers? Mm-hmm. Would you in your book? The fez book?
2: No.
0: Right. By the way, buzzards like to hunt their prey while they're still somewhat alive. Thank Vultures you. wait till they're dead. Oh, spot okay, on, so, uh, I
4: didn't even know that. I was. <laughs> I thought it was the same thing. I'll yeah. be
2: more fearful of buzzards. buzzards. Are a little smaller.
1: Okay, so buzzards hit and run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Sneaky. So buzzards is exactly. Yeah, it right. is. Do, but do they go home to their nest and bitch that the the, the dead animals are fighting back?
0: No, they say. Or the half dead animals. They, they say it's just a problem. They can't get enough meat anymore. You know, because they get cut off after they <laughs> get cut off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, week one, and I am going with the Atlanta Falcons, a team that's getting a lot of love just across the board. Fez was against them. No one cared. They kept betting over, over, over. Season
2: win started 7.5, then was 8.5 for a long time. Now extra vig on the over 8.5, heading to
1: 9 for Atlanta. I all mean, those weapons. I'm hearing all the X's and O's types love, love just what – Uh, the coach is doing, what they did last year. I don't get it necessarily. But here's what I know. I don't like Carolina. One, the first week for the first pick in the draft, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Number two, new coaching staff with, again, as we talked about, a lot of talent there, but who's the voice, who's in control? I don't know. And Frank Reich starts the season slow in his career. He's never won. Or covered a game in Week 1. Ever. Really? Five times as a head coach. 0-4-1 straight up. 0-4-1 against the spread. Minus 8.5 points ATS margin. So huh? losing by over a touchdown in those games. I, what does that tell you? He's a little behind. He maybe isn't you know caught up. Now, he does fine in Week 2 and onward. But he's a little behind to start the year. Well, when you're a new coach, your first time... Uh, let me see that Mackenzie the game by game real quick. Just okay. Um, oh wow! So he lost by twelve, 12 points his first game ever in uh, you know in Indianapolis ATS. He lost by twelve in that game. Then he pushed the next game and then he lost by fourteen nine and seven. So there's been one game within a touchdown. If you played him on a teaser week one, you would be one and four. <laughs> so I, I think that history means something. I think Atlanta, with a new a newish quarterback, but one that had some snaps last year, I feel like Atlanta's going to have some tricks up there. Those running teams that run like like quick, you know, it's almost like a veer kind of thing. It, it's like they, they tend to be creative in the run game. You hear that, creative in the run game. Well, if you're ever going to be creative in the run game, week one's the time to kind of spring it. Mm. I got a feeling that might happen. And uh, we've got Atlanta minus three hosting Carolina, which implies that they're just a little bit better than them. I think the situation they're, they're significantly better than. Them. I think so. Yeah, can
0: I, piggyback, can I piggyback on this bet for a second? Yeah, for sure. I'd play the under in this game as well. Now, what's your thinking?
1: That, so forty two and a half
0: that I don't trust Carol. I don't trust Bryce Young to score on the road uh, in his first game. and I like Kara. I like the idea that you're having about Atlanta's rushing attack, and I don't think that they're going to put a lot in the hands of Desmond Ritter in Week One. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to simplify. The, the offense is going to be simple in Week One. A lot of rushing with their new rookie Bijan Robinson and their. Former starting running back Tyler Algiers and Cordell Patterson, and once they have a lead, they'll milk it. I like the under in this game.
1: Okay, that's interesting. To me, I think when you hear run, you think about, oh, less scoring. But if a team runs effectively, I'm always worried. But so to me, I'd be a little at cross purposes, so I'm going to stick with mine. I like what you're saying. Uh, or I, I, I think it's possible. What do you think, Fez, of the total?
2: Yeah, I I agree with the under. I agree with your pick on Atlanta. My only concern, we spoke about it, was But this is
1: actually a number that you can get liquidity on and that somehow— it's, too, that, it's, it's all too easy. It's too a lot. What do you mean too easy? It's too easy. We can, we, we can bet a whole lot minus three. I know. Yeah. We, we, no way do we want to do that, right? we got to try to pick off some dead number. Well, you know what's
2: interesting is that like I, I mentioned like I, I'm reluctant to go against— Division dogs in Week One because uh-huh. they've done well historically, but part of the reason they've done well is this: this isn't going to close three. This is going to close three and a half. It could close four. It's certainly going to close three and a half. So the part of the reason that these division dogs do so well is that people have been.
1: All right. So it, let's be clear now. So since 2012, the modern era of the NFL, division road dogs in Week One are 25-15 and one. 22-15. Oh, I'm sorry, 22-15 yeah. and one. So I, I mean, not bad, but the home dogs are much, much bad. That's a great point. So no. real quick, McKenna, what's the ATS margin on that? Uh, one point eight points for the road dogs, yeah it's hardly it's hard to, I mean that twenty two and fifteen is not you would have thought more in one point eight there, wouldn't you, yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. saying it's even less impressive someone would well. say meh. Yeah, but but part of the reason,
2: <laughs> but part of the reason it's that's so good. good is that everyone's been itching to bet since March Madness. People, a lot of people don't bet baseball, mm-hmm. so they they've been waiting and waiting, and waiting. So I've noticed usually inflation on the favorites the week of the games. Everyone's betting. Well, on that's the favorites. why we're locking in, Lock in, in. now.
1: Exactly right. And actually, if you don't mind, put, give me a, a dime yeah, on yeah. that one. All right, you're done. And if I can get 105, even better. It's Possible. That's what I it's like. It's possible
2: because it's so much more liquid, honestly. <laughs> yes.
1: All right, boys. Anything else to close? We're going to keep it to one episode Sh- today.
2: Should I have a best bet on games of the year? Because I gave one for. No, we're good. I'm already going to give mine for preseason. Y- yeah,
1: we're yeah, good. Yeah, we got one good one. But if you... why don't we give a bonus? A
2: bonus one. And I don't know what week this is. It's November 5th. I don't know. I've right. did it by the days. Right, 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 everyone else did it by the week. November 5th, where Green Bay is hosting the Rams. Mm-hmm. Week 9. Green Bay is week 9. Thank you. Uh, Green Bay is laying minus 2.5 and, and Green Bay has a real Fine home field advantage, especially it might even be cold that time of year by week nine in November in Green Bay against an LA team. Um, so the line would be fair if the Rams and Green Bay were equal. They're not. When, cl- when is the game? November fifth. The weather's mm-hmm. not going to be a. Fact. It could snow. Go ahead. Um, so, g- bottom line is, even if the weather's perfect, Green Bay is better than the Rams, and Green Bay You're has two a,
1: minutes into this pick, and you've yet to make a Green even Bay one is, beginning of a case. Green
2: Bay is better than the Rams, significantly better, and they have a nice home field advantage. This line should be three and a half or four, not two and a half. Value Green Bay minus So, two and
1: Really, half. with with Green Bay's home field worth at least two and a half, as, as much as others have yes. gone down. This is saying the Rams and Green Bay are even teams, which is ludicrous. And what's the what's the win total say? Green Bay seven point seven. The Rams are like six point two. Okay, so yeah, this is great. Yes, um, I would make the case too. I think the Rams are going to surprise early. The more yes. I dig into this, and then I think it's only they're the most fragile team. They're they're not deep at all. One or two injuries, but against them in December, ideally. Yeah, I think so. And I think there might be a point that they get deep enough into it that they might go for a top draft choice. Meaning, if they if they're four and seven, do they maybe start to lose from there? I so I think there might be an opportunity in the in season season win market where they start off. You know, I don't know two and, and five, and, yeah, and they don't oh, win. But again. maybe better than that. I'm yep. saying they start out decent. And then look to bet under because I, I believe the second half of the year is going to be much worse. I agree. So this is later in the year at least. So some of the
2: sharps have spoken about like they might look towards betting the Rams week one again against Seattle just because they want to get at the Rams. Be, they're fragile, but they're they they still have all their guys. So
1: and, and and plus from what I hear from camps is the energy level was outstanding. This I mean McVeigh coming back means he's engaged with the rebuild. I just think this year is going to be tough. They got so the defense is so thin. Rams yes. are favored
4: in only two games in the first ten weeks. So, like, would you you're saying you'd be looking to bet them as dogs early?
1: Yeah, I think so in the right spot. But but I'm more hoping they win a couple games and then I can bet against them once like the first injury happens because the first injury won't. And if it's not Stafford, it won't move the markets major, but then it's like, okay, the dominoes are starting to fall, Yes, is the theory. You know,
2: one housekeeping item they did not list, as I talked about, the 0-1-1 team straight up against the 1-0 teams. It's a
1: preseason now. Preseason
2: this week, but I didn't list them, so I just wanted to give the oh, eight Go ahead. Teams go just. ahead. So the, those teams are the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Colts, Buccaneers, New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs,
1: Rams, and Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, Scott, where could we have gotten that, you think?
0: What the the, the zero one oh, one, zero two? Yeah. You know, maybe ESPN. Yeah, I would check like NFL. No one's gonna first. have like
4: preseason standings.
2: Yeah, but I'd go to the They don't. I'd go to, you, to, the, so I'd go to the
0: official league website first. They though, might have
2: it, and Maybe. then and Maybe then you could try. check like some of the ancillary sports sites. Hey, the Jets and <laughs> the Jets and Cleveland have played two games, <laughs> so you'd have to look at their schedule.
0: <laughs> Maybe this printout has it as well.
1: All right, so <laughs> so, ne- so next week we're going to start back into some contests, right? So we're going to be making picks. We're going to be so, and then f- remember the week uh after the last preseason game so there's a bye week effectively that's going to be the so it will be the, the week before the regular season we're going to be doing the normal preview the week before that during the bye it will be you know what we should do actually let's think about this right now i think we should do our over under pod but NFC one week AFC the next so let's think about this is this will be after week 2 uh, or this week is before week two. We have two pods left
2: before. We got two major pods, major so we could do pod. NFC then AFC. All
1: right, so there's there's gonna be two. There's only two pods before the preview pod. Yeah. Which will be preview in week, week one. one. All right, so I'm gonna let you guys let's vote on it. AFC or NFC next week.
2: AFC. I'll go Oppo. Whatever AJ wants to do.
1: <laughs> Jeez, you're going after him.
4: <laughs> uh, AFC is fine with me. I don't care. I don't
3: care either <laughs> so way.
1: Those cancel. So NFC? Yeah, Mackenzie, what do you want to do? NFC. <laughs> RJ, it's, it's your choice. Shocker. <sighs> let's. I was giving you guys a vote. I, you know, Mackenzie was smart to do that though. Um, <laughs> let's think about this NFC. A, I'm going to say AFC. Uh, yeah! yeah, we win. Because I, I, don't have to worry about getting AJ off his game. I got to worry about getting Fez <laughs> off his game. <laughs> all right, uh, so wait, that, why did that have to turn into a dig at me? Because that's all he seems to want to do. <laughs> all right, so we'll do what we're going to do then is every division, and it's going to be a forced pick. Fez is even having an allergic reaction to this. Oh, he almost sneezed. All right, a forced pick over for each division, a forced pick under for each division, and then two teams you're neutral on in theory because you're not picking them, and we're going to have a lot of betting involved. Let's just say that. So that should be fun. AFC next week, and then the week after the NFC, and the week after that, previewing week one. So don't miss anything, only the one episode. Fez, let's take us out. Hey, hey, let's be
2: careful out there.